Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Technocrats Exposed, Anniversary of Anger and Disrupted Growth. Why? Well, unfortunately, it was the untimely passing of George Floyd's death this week, the anniversary of such a traumatic event, as well as the good doctor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, finally being exposed for what he is. On top of that, startling information has come out about the state of our race. That's right. Humanity is at a crossroads right now. A threshold that only we can go through. I also have a few operational updates. Uh, as you guys can tell, it's not the same software that you're familiar with, not the same setup that you're used to. I have a couple more things to talk about uh, that I alluded to earlier in the week. I'll clarify it in this actual transmission. But so far, that's about it, gang. We made a soft return to Instagram this week. We'll probably be doing more, obviously, in the coming days to weeks to months. Uh, but we had a soft return to Instagram underneath a different handle, Freedom Fortress. You guys can find it there. Uh, as it stands, we have definitely not been invested as heavily as we were in the past. But uh, we were still there, letting people know that we are gradually returning. Uh, if you listen to this week's podcast episode, or at least this week's minicast episode, you kind of heard me go off the rails with how crazy things are becoming, uh, what's required of us, how much, how many other things we have to do. Like, oh man, wow, it's getting crazy out there. It's getting wild out there. <clears throat> this video will probably, it'll probably drop uh, as we are on the air with you good people. Uh, there is a TikTok video of a father offering his daughter $2,000 to not take the vaccine. And then when you look at the daughter, uh, you know, she's she could definitely be in much better shape. Uh, but the way she's kind of, you know, poo-pooing her father whenever he's pleading with her, like, please do not take this shot. I'm, I'm, I'm generally sad. Your mother and your sisters have already taken it. Like, please. It's an experimental gene therapy. Like he's saying everything we're saying. And the kid's laissez-faire, lackadaisical approach to her dad desperately pleading with her is uh, its kind of sad, man, because it kind of just shows you, again, the state of affairs, the situation we have found ourselves in. Now, I'll save all that for the show. I don't know how we got there, but I'll, I'll save all that for the show. Um, later on, I have to use the intro part to keep you guys to, to, to update you. Uh, earlier this week, I told you guys that I would be kind of debuting the 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 the, the subscription tiers, uh, the exclusive members program, um, and some of the other things that we're kind of working on to again get back up on our feet and you know start producing better content for you guys. Uh, I'll put the link for that in the description bar below, but you can clearly find some of that on our Telegram page. You know, I got to go ahead and say this about Telegram as well. Uh, because we were talking about migrating back to um, my ba migrating back to Instagram, 
I have to say this about Telegram as well, man. I am generally surprised and uh, appreciative of the platform. I definitely didn't think that I would uh, find it being so useful, but being able to auto schedule the posts, coming up with our own kind of headlines and then uh, hyperlinking to the actual articles coming up with the videos. It is a very, very useful tool. I'm not going to lie. It really kind of makes me think a little bit differently again about returning to Instagram and what we'll use for that. You know, somebody the other day on Instagram said, you know, doing stuff for free is good as well. And while I agree with that thought process, uh, I think this is a good point for me to point out that we have over 350 episodes. Last time I checked in with you guys, it was like 14 days worth. Uh, I think now it's at like 24. We have 24 days worth of, uh, of, of audio content, 32 gigabytes, 350 episodes. Uh, it towers out, I think, at like over 500 hours. And so I've got to figure out a way to get that to you guys. Basically, I have to build a website to help consolidate all this. Uh, but right now, I'm just kind of building the back end infrastructure of it. You know, because again, we're using this system right here, StreamYard. Uh, to do the show, we'll kind of have it to where people can join before the show and then join in the actual audience. Like we have, I have a whole thing I'm doing. I'll, I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to write out a how-to for next week to explain it. Uh, if you want to get access to the live stream tickets, you know, if you want to get behind the scenes, or if you want to get on a plan that includes uh, the, the 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 live stream ticket, that's there for you as well. I'll be sure to make a more proper announcement about that next week. Uh, but back to Telegram, this is an extraordinarily useful tool that uh, that I really like, man. I fell into Telegram and I'm really digging it. And so I'm kind of looking back at what we were doing over there on Instagram. You heard me talk about this earlier this week, how people are expecting to see the information in a different way and the arrogance attached to that. You know, while people are used to the aesthetically pleasing ways of delivering information that we've created, the square pictures with the videos and the headlines, et cetera, et cetera. Telegram provides for the audience and people who are curious a way to get even more information. It'll actually let you go to the article. And so while people are used to the square presentation, the way that we help them digest information, uh, Telegram offers for the audience and people a different way to get access to it. And I think that's really invaluable. And so we will be gradually migrating back to Instagram but before we do that, man, I just have to be honest and say I'm really digging Telegram. Like shucks, being able to live stream or simulcast over there. I mean, obviously we can't play videos through the the the, the audio feed. We could try to figure out something around that. Uh, but there's a lot of cool features there, and so we will be returning to Instagram, not in the capacity that we left. And I think that's a good thing, uh, because if we do return to Instagram in the capacity that we left, it's going to have to be behind this paywall. You guys have heard me reluctantly admit that we have to do this in order for us to be a better, more efficient operation. And thankfully, we've had people that have uh, joined this new subscription service that we're deploying. But like I said, I've got to do my due diligence and come up with an how-to on how to do that, build a website again to help consolidate information. And this is, again, a part of this fortress mindset. We might have been Freedom Faction beforehand, let all these people come in there, they talk crap about what we did. They never really contributed. And look at where it got us. And so that's okay. Moving forward, we cannot do that. We have to learn from our mistakes, right? We have to. It's like people on Instagram have hardly any idea about what's going on on Telegram. 
I think that's even more interesting. We've been operating, still doing everything that we've tried to keep uh, somewhat same, somewhat the same during this whole period of transition. There's an entire Instagram audience that has no idea that we've been basically on a raft up there on Telegram. And so again, the audience listeners, right? The audio podcast listeners, the YouTube listeners, this is just how, this is the state of the operation. And so we've got to tighten it up. We've got to pull it together. And so we're going to have a public, a public feed that you can go listen to, that you can go check out. And the Ross are going to have an even better private feed. And I'm going to just dump as much private content as I can into the people that pay. And so that's how this works. And so if you guys want to support this operation, if you're watching this, you can see those little QR codes in the bottom. Just pull your phone up to them. It'll scan it. Uh, go to the camera app. It'll scan it. It will take you to uh, Coinbase for one. That's the one on top. And the one on the bottom right there is uh, <laughs> it's PayPal. And so I'll also put the links for those in the description bar below. And basically what it'll do is it'll take you to this post on our Telegram channel uh, that has the existing members plan where you get access to the Instagram and the Telegram. I'll also send you <clears throat> that, uh, that those 32 gigabytes of audio podcast stuff, the archived content. If you want to get access to the basic, like, it, it, it's all there. I'll put the link in the description bar below if you guys want to get access to it. We've got a basic plan, a standard plan, an advanced plan and a council member plan, uh, which is what the exclusive members meeting will be. And so if you're an exclusive member already, go to the existing members plan, you'll get kind of catapulted to the council member plan. That's that's the idea. Is this if, if you're an existing exclusive member and you have had and you have yet to rejoin what we've done, uh, go through the existing members plan. That'll kind of let me recoup some of the people that are there. It's super cheap too. It's like two ninety nine. And I'll be able to check, too, if people try to pull like a fast one. I have an entire email list of everybody that was there. I'll cross-reference it. So make sure you use the same email uh, so I know it's you. And then we'll just pull you in for the for uh, for the exclusive members meeting. And that's just kind of how we have to go, guys. Uh, I think, again, people are very used to us doing everything for free, giving it out for free, busting our hump. But the idea of them hearing what we have to do in order to you know, take care of ourselves and take care of what we're doing. They don't want to hear that. And so that's a darn shame. And so for, so for those of you that want to rock with us, those of you that want to support this operation, uh, put the link in the description bar below. And even if you don't want to be a part of the exclusive members meeting or anything else that we're doing, you just want to support. There's a tier for that as well. It's like 10 bucks a month. Um, and we also have crypto, uh, crypto options, Venmo options, cash app options. Um, and that's the idea guys is because I'm, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but I'm having to come up here and I'm having to ask for your help. And uh, obviously I want to keep doing this. This is really up to you and God if if I continue to do it. And so again, I'll make a more proper announcement about this in the coming days uh, where there isn't so much rambling. It's short, concise, and to the point. Uh, but again, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our exclusive members uh our exclusive members program. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. And you guys let me know your, your support will dictate how far we go. I think that's the easiest way to describe it. Your support will dictate how far we go, what we're able to do. Um, and, and the content you guys would like, you know, at the, at, at this current point in time, we're doing almost like two to three shows a week, basically for free. 
We're putting out content almost hourly, basically every hour, sometimes every 30 minutes. And, 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 and it's all being done for free. And so I'm really having to tighten it up, guys. 350 episodes over two weeks, shucks, almost three weeks worth of continual audio podcast. This is not including some of the documentary series that are that will be attached. We've got a legitimate thing that we built here and we've got to do what we have, what we can to 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 protect it. This is the final thing I'll say and then I'll get into the news crews and start the episode for you guys. I was I was saying this just the other night. If we would have had more people support us. If we would have had more people like take the time to actually either buy some of the backup content we had or, you know, purchase the smirk, the smorgasbord editions or purchase some of the Liberation Legion content posts. Like if we if we would have more more of a business consumer aspect behind this, you guys could be the archivers. You guys could be the ones, you know, being my backup. You you guys would be the ones that say, oh, don't worry, I have seasons one through seven or I have seasons one through 10 or I have seasons one through nine. And, oh, well, I've got the I've, I've got the building the matrix documentary. And that's what I think what I'm trying to get across to you guys. And, and again, how I have to kind of put things together is we are a listener based listener supported show and we cannot continue without your guys continued support. I know that sounds cliche. I know that sounds like, oh. You know, it, it sounds corny, but that's the truth. And so I'll make a more proper announcement about this next week with all the links and hopefully the website built and deployed to where you guys get what's going on. Uh, we do not have another seven years. I will work as hard as I can, but that means that I have to have your guys' support. You know how this works. We need to stop playing around with each other and really start getting serious about where we're going and uh, what, what, what we can all do. And so with that being said, Let's start the show. This is season 11, episode 17. Let's start the news cruise. <laughs> Look at this right here. Australia puts 7 million people under strict lockdown after 26 COVID cases in Victoria allowing travel for food, work, and vaccinations. Now, how funny does that sound? Sounds like, sounds like an Uber. Sounds like an Uber ad. It says the Australian state of Victoria will enter another seven-day lockdown after a new cluster of cases tied to a more infectious variant of the coronavirus emerged, restricting 7 million residents to essential work and travel. The state's acting premier, James Moreno, announced the new week-long, quote, circuit breaker lockdown on Thursday telling reporters that the fresh outbreak would become, quote, increasingly uncontrollable in the absence of, quote, drastic action. Drastic action. I believe we'll see a lot more of that moving forward. Drastic action. So let's lock down 7 million people because 26... Cases popped up. Doesn't mean that they're legit. Doesn't mean that they actually have COVID, right? They could be, it could be a uh, false positive. The test might not be accurate, right? There's all kinds of different things going on with that. But locking down 7 million people for 26, that is truly something that's Machiavellian. And you got, I, I just get this idea too, this image in my head that that's the future. That unless you, 
bend the knee, you're going to have the masses turn against you. And we're already seeing that type of behavior take place right now to where they're chastising individual thought. And it's only going to intensify. Let's continue on. Instead of killing women with guns, cops use compassion and hugs to end a standoff. Very interesting. That comes from Matt Agarist of the Free Thought Project. Took place in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I think we're going to be getting to see a lot more of that. I think that's, uh, you know, I was talking earlier about what, what did George Floyd's death bring besides civil unrest, destabilization, increased racial tensions, and economic disparity. This is something that came from it as well. Uh, the deployment of social workers, mental health workers, uh, behavioral technicians uh, to assess dangerous uh, 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 situations like that. Sending social workers to dangerous calls. Very wild. Very, very wild. No longer confined to fringe theories move mainstream. I'm sure they're talking about the coronavirus theory and how, again, Dr. Anthony Fauci had to admit it came from China. China. Right here, activist post, Biden unveils a $6 trillion budget that will raise federal spending to the highest post-World War II level. This comes from activist post. It says U.S. stock futures soared Thursday morning as President Biden unveiled his first federal budget which calls for the government to spend $6 trillion in the 2002 or 2022 fiscal year with the total annual spending set to increase to $8.2 trillion by 2031. Stocks initially knee-jerked higher than retreated on the headlines reporting the proposed budget, which Biden can pass to the Senate using budget rules that allow Dems to circumvent the filibuster. According to the New York Times, it calls for the highest sustained levels of federal spending since World War II. Treasury yields also climbed on the news, which raised expectations for more Treasury supply. This is all a part of Biden's Build Back Better, the Agenda 21. It says, according to the New York Times, the increase in federal spending, which follows both the COVID stimulus and Biden's, quote, Build Back Better infrastructure plans, will be driven by Biden's two-part agenda to upgrade the nation's infrastructure and substantially expand the social safety net contained in his American Jobs Plan and American Family Plan, along with other plan increases in discretionary spending. $8.2 trillion by 2031, and right now it's just $6 trillion. This is the socioeconomic reformation. And so as we played for you guys last week, the clip of the gentleman at a, at a gas station saying, I want my Trump back. You do not have a plan to put everything on the electricity, make everything green for the next 10 years. You just don't got that. You do have a plan to mess up everything for the next 10 years. And that's exactly what this is. We are in debt. Like I, I, we're, we're in massive amounts of debt. You're paying people to not work. We have a supply shortage, a labor shortage, and all kinds of other stuff. I just see this as a recipe for disaster. And it's only going to intensify. Continuing on. 
Criminals who targeted auto shop with white supremacists graffiti turn out to be two black men. You know, this is something that unfortunately we see time and time again. And as a black man myself, I guess I kind of get tired of it because it perpetuates more of that racial narrative to where we're the victims and we should always feel scared. And, oh, it's the white man's problem. And that's that shit I don't like, dude, because it, 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 it pushes us back. It really does. Uh, but that's just the headline. Continuing on, uh, Facebook stops removing posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made after a lab leak theory hypothesis finally goes mainstream. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll be talking more about that here shortly, but that's right. Facebook, I told you guys about this earlier this week. Facebook's outright banning people, even though it's not fake news. These are personal accounts giving you their own testimony of how they experience adverse reactions with this vaccine. So that's 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 not even claiming COVID's man-made. That's saying, what are we doing about the vaccine? Facebook's outright banning doctors, scientists, engineers, anybody that comes out against this. Let's 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 read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. Uh, this comes from Natural Health News. It says after nearly 18 months of punishing anyone who suggested that COVID-19 might have originated in a Wuhan lab, Facebook has decided to stop removing posts which claim the virus was man-made or manufactured, a company spokesperson told Politico on Wednesday. The move comes after the Wall Street Journal reported that the that three lab workers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology were hospitalized in 2019 with systems consistent with the virus, building on previous reporting by the Washington Post's jo- Josh Rogan. Both articles cast doubt on the mainstream media's unsupported claim that COVID-19 jumped from bats to humans through an intermediary species as opposed to the far more plausible theory that the virus escaped from a lab known for manipulating bat coronaviruses to better infect humans in the same town, which became ground zero for the pandemic. As we noted last week, there were very obvious clues to anyone that is able to think for themselves. Anyone. And, you know, this is, this is a very interesting thought process as well, uh, because you have people... You have you. This is a very interesting thought process. Why are there people who don't want to get to the bottom of the virus? Why are they saying don't call it the Wuhan flu? Don't call it Kung flu. Uh, saying it came from China is racist. Why are there people that want to use this crisis as an opportunistic moment uh, to be petty tyrants and little dictators? I guess what I'm trying to say is, why does the left not want people to figure out about the origins of the virus? Because they see how much power they're controlling how much power they've amassed. It's like earlier this week, uh, Senator Rand Paul will be playing some of his clips shortly. Once we get through the news crews, Senator Rand Paul was sent a envelope with white powder and uh, a threatening message saying, we're going to finish what your neighbor, neighbor started mother effort. And I look at that. He responded to Stephen Colbert and some C list level celebrity. And I think it was Stephen Colbert that said, oh, well, we're not going to respond to you. You're not vaccinated. So here we have a sitting senator calling out Dr. Anthony Fauci, grilling him, getting to the truth. They send him a death threat for doing what we should all be doing, going after the truth. And then whenever he tries to find the source of the people who sent this death threat, the people who were basically advocating this death threat say, oh, we're not going to give you any answers, any truth, any information because you're not vaccinated. Do you understand how dangerous that is? And I know that's the same type of mentality that we see where they say, oh, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, 
uh, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a white supremacist, but I think that's even more dangerous because you're basically greenlighting, you're, you're, you're greenlighting violence and chaos uh, and you're, 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 you're promoting a, a different type of class system with this vaccine. And it's, it's just such a crazy thought process uh, to see this type of stuff go down. And so when I asked the question, why wouldn't they want to figure out the origins of the virus? It's because they don't, they don't, they don't care about the virus at the end of the day. It's not about the virus. It's about the control that they've been able to amass underneath it. Very wild, dude. Because, it's, again, it's never been about the virus. It's never been about health. I mean, shucks, you look at half the people that end up getting these C-19 jabs because they do they do their selfies, right? They do their selfies. They're all excited. And you can see it. They're not healthy. They got that look in their eye. They got that look, that dull, like, I, I, I'm doing my part that crazy wild eye look, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Let's get back into this. <laughs> oh man. Will this be the summer of sex? I think uh, I can only hope so. Uh, we'll be talking more about procreation, intercourse, sex, and all that in the third segment. Uh, but will this be the summer of sex? We can only hope so. We are experiencing a population decline. Right here, John Hopkins professor says, ignore the CDC. Natural immunity works. It's like, wow, you're telling me, and this is, this is kind of the argument I'll use in the third segment as well. You're telling me that I was created whole and perfect as is and that I don't need pharmaceutical companies like Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, right, Moderna. You're telling me that I don't need a pharmaceutical company to augment my immune system, that I could actually de develop natural immunity? Let's, let's read what Mr. Phil Shaver of The Blaze says. He says that a professor at the renowned John Hopkins School of Medicine advised Americans recently to, quote, ignore guidance from the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention due to the public health agency's puzzling refusal to recognize natural immunity from previous infection. Says Dr. Marty Makari, who also serves as a professor at the Bloomberg School of Public Health, suggested during a Tuesday appearance on the, quote, Vince Congo Cogliancy show that 150 million Americans or quote half the country likely already have natural immunity to COVID-19 due to having been infected with the virus and then recovering. Yet despite that staggering figure, Makari lamented that the fact that the CDC and concert with Biden administration officials have neglected to recognize the reality of the situation. Instead, previously infected individuals who decline being vaccinated are routinely, quote, demonized by health officials who insist that virtually all Americans must be vaccinated before normal life can resume. How dare you think that your immune system is supposed to do what it's designed to do? Don't you know that you're a dirty human and without these Pfizer shots or these Moderna jabs, you'll never be all right again? You will never be all right without the help of big brother. 
continuing on Biden's plan for hyperinflation. We haven't seen anything yet. I'm playing a clip in the second segment, an individual that escaped from Venezuela warning of the hyperinflationary collapse that we are facing. Get storable goods. Right here, USA Today bows to the woke mob, deletes the word male from an op-ed about trans athletes and apologizes for using hurtful language. You better stop saying man, man. Which is interesting because it brings me to this next one. Very interesting. Uh, Lockheed Martin's white guilt brainwashing camp. This comes from Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News, News. And it's a video. Uh, but just the other day, Lockheed Martin executives attended a three-day white male re-education camp. It says during these brainwashing sessions, they were taught that racist, quote, white male culture characteristics, including having principles and a, quote, conscience, working hard and, quote, having a can-do attitude are bad. Huh. So saying man is bad, having a can-do attitude, and I, I, I listened to that as well. They said that uh, the nuclear family is a bad thing, right? Helping people is a bad thing. It's like, well, what in good God's name is, is, is good to these people? You see, that's the problem with this whole stay woke phenomena. It's nihilism coached as altruism, and it's making people literally give up their humanity. Yeah. Like, I guess for me, getting woke or staying woke was realizing that Bill Gates is spraying, spraying chemicals in the sky, uh, that they're inject that, that, that they're, they're modifying, uh, they're modifying organisms. Right. There's the Illuminati. There's a, there's a small percentage of the population controlling everything. Uh, GMO foods, Monsanto, uh, Big Pharma. For me, that was getting woke is understanding that we have a predatory breakaway civilization that is doing everything in its, in, in its power to keep us underneath their thumb. That's what getting woke to me meant is recognizing that there's a, 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 a 1% and there's even like a 1% of the 1% that the queen is kind of just up there for show. That there's a whole that there's a whole thing going on. Uh, this woke crap that's happening now is a disgrace. This this woke stuff that's happening now is an affront to mankind, man. It's lunacy. That's what I'm saying. It's madness. It's not actual. Again, it's not actually coming into awareness about some of these 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 uh these really thought provoking topics. It's not what it is. This is an excuse. Uh, to promote Marxism, to promote uh, 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 overriding culture. It's so crazy what's happening. It truly is. Uh, but let me read a little bit more of these, and then I will get into the actual show for you good people. Because we're not here just for the news crews. We are here for the analysis. Uh, but again, that is Lockheed Martin, their CEOs, their executives, being sent to a white guilt brainwashing camp. And this, this, this ties into, again, what we were talking about earlier this week with decentering yourself, deconstructing yourself, uh, that, again, you're just a body. It's, 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 it's not about you. It's about what's, what's, what's bigger that's going on. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, now, this is interesting, and I don't mean that just as a filler word. AR-loving MAGA church buys a sprawling Texas compound while preparing for war with the deep state. Now, this comes from Ross Story. We've said this before. They're kind of a leftist news organization. Very interesting. Nonetheless, though, uh, 
but let's let's see if we can read a little bit of this because I've I've actually seen this dude. I've actually seen this guy in Colts and Deadly Secrets. It's like this mini series that follows like people who are in cults. Uh, you can find out about Nix of them, the Children of God, all kinds of other crazy things like that as well. But let's let's read a little bit of this because it'll 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 come from the angle where they seem like they're against it. But I'm sure if we actually took the time to read this, this guy's probably onto something. Uh, this comes from Brad Reed over there at Raw Story. It says that a fringe Trump-loving church whose parishioners worship with AR-15 rifles has now purchased a 40-acre compound in Texas to serve as a, quote, sanctuary for what its leader believes will be a war with the, quote, deep state. Vice News reports that the Rod of Iron Ministries has purchased a sprawling property in the town of Thornton, Texas, that the church claims will be home to, quote, over 100 sites that will serve our community and patriots from Texas and around the country. The church was founded by Pastor Hyung Jin, Sean Moon, son of the infamous Unification Children founder, uh, Reverend Sun uh, Myung Moon, who took a biblical passage referencing Christ defending his followers with a, quote, rod of iron and interpreted it to mean that Jesus would, fo- would want his flock to carry all 15 AR-15s. As Vice News notes, Moon has long been a devout follower of the president Donald of the former president Donald Trump, and he even attended the pro-Trump rally that turned into a deadly riot on January 6th. Additionally, Moon has also warned his followers with apocalyptic rhetoric that they are under siege from dark forces within the American government. Quote, the internationalists, Marxist globalists are trying to start a civil war here so that they can bring in the UN troops and the Chai Kong Chinese military to come in and destroy and kill all gun owners, Christians, and any opposition, i.e. Trump supporters. Moon claimed in a recent sermon, quote, we are in the death of America right now, and that's why, of course, God is allowing for our expansion. Maybe I go give uh, Mr. Moon a listen to. Maybe he might be on to something. But again, that just shows you that There's even greater things going on right now. We may not understand it. We may not be able to comprehend it, but that does not mean that it's not taking place. And we know for sure that it is. Ready yet? I think the reason why I wanted to kind of use that as the last story to get into, again, is to look at Waco, look at gun control, look at, again, the encroaching destabilization, the encroaching civil unrest uh, that they're getting us used to. Again, the second segment of this week's podcast episode is called The Anniversary of Anger. (laughs) We got a lot of things to get into. And so with that being said, let's go ahead and start getting into the layout and the show format for you good people. Uh, The news crews took up much more time than I expected. But uh, here, let's get into the news. Fauci finally admits the COVID-19 may have come from a Wuhan lab. He's not convinced of natural origin. Since earlier this month, just hours after Senator Rand Paul dragged Anthony Fauci over pandemic misinformation and the fact that Fauci's NIH funded risky collaborations at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the nation's top virologist and highest paid government employee furiously backpedaled over the origin of the pandemic 
and what we can only assume was an effort to redirect attention from his own culpability. That's right. Fauci's a suspect. He needs to be investigated. And when he gets found out, he needs to be taken to jail. Him and Gates both need to be locked up. These people are literally creating, these aren't even war crimes. These are crimes against humanity. But I think about the death, the, the, the death, the, 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 the madness, the, the mental illness, everything that's come from not only following these, 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 the social distancing guidelines, the CDC and more, it's, it's insane. These people need to be brought up on charges. Getting back into the article, it says, recall that since the sitting, since the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak, Fauci parroted CCP talking points, insisting that the virus couldn't possibly have come from a Chinese lab. We all know that's a lie. Yet hours after Rand Paul's grilling, Fauci suddenly changed his tune during an afternoon pointer event on, quote, United Facts of America, a festival of fact-checking, according to the Fox News. When asked by Katie Sanders at PolitiFact if he was still confident that the COVID-19 developed naturally, Fauci responded, quote, no, actually, I am not convinced about that. I think we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we continue to find out, to the best of our ability, what happened. Here is President Trump in April of 2020 telling the world that the virus likely came out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So think about this. Before I play this clip for you guys, think about this. For an entire year, we sat here and got lied to. We got lied to by these by these, by these scumbags, by these traders. These people got here on public television, consistently lied to us, said, oh, there's no human-to-human transmission. Oh, it didn't come from a lab. The masks will protect you. The vaccine will protect you. We sit here and let these sons of guns lie to us for an entire year. And now they want to come out saying, oh, well, it might have leaked. It might have. Here's President Trump telling it like it was a year ago. Have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I think that the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves because they're like the public relations agency for China. And this country pays them almost $500 million a year. And China pays them $38 million a year. And uh, whether it's a lot or more, it doesn't matter. It's still, they shouldn't be making excuses when people make horrible mistakes, especially mistakes that are causing hundreds of thousands of people around the world to die. I think the World Health Organization should be ashamed of themselves. Have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence? I agree. You would think that more people would agree with that notion. You'd think more people would agree with the idea of, hey, maybe we should get to the bottom of this. Maybe we should figure out what's going on with this virus that's out here literally destroying people. Maybe we should figure out something about that. Instead, we have people advocating more mask wearing, double masking. Instead, we have people losing their lives, losing their mind. Instead, we have people entertaining lies, acting like this is the cat's meow, like this is what we're supposed to do. That's why I say these are crimes against humanity at this point. You see, let's see if we can get Dr. Anthony Fauci on the air for you guys, where he basically admits that, well, you're right. You got me. uh, You got me there. 
uh, looks like the vaccines don't work, looks like the masks don't work, and it actually looks like the the virus came from China. (laughs) Total insanity. This is, again, coming off of the heels of all the the damage that's being done, uh, the Bell's palsy, the, 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 the increased lung functionality, the seizures, you know, the aneurysms, the blood clots, you know, now that they've collected enough data on all of the, the adverse vaccine reactions that are taking place, they're good now. Now that the economy has been destroyed, you know, now that it's all come out, they're good now. Let's go, let's go ahead and get Dr. Anthony Fauci on here so you can hear it from him himself, where he admits that he's not entirely convinced that uh, the virus didn't occur naturally. Here he is. But no, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who've investigated say that it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals, but it could have been something else, and we need to find that out. So, you know, that's the reason why I said I'm perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus. Sure. I can believe that. I could believe that maybe if that's what you're into, but what that really is, is a lie deep down. Um, But you got to ask the question, why is this coming out now? Is it because enough people, enough people within the system have had, have have been fed up. They've been able to track this down. I'm not sure, but his time is, his time is a ticking. People are getting angry. I mean, here, let me play for you guys another quick clip of Dr. Anthony Fauci literally bragging about getting private phone calls, working with uh, uh, Chinese Communist Party researchers. Did you not? He literally goes on talking about how I'm trying to work with all these Chinese agents. I'm trying to get people uh, to do the research. Kid you not. Hi, thank you. Uh, Jane Tan with Radio for Asia. Um, uh, Dr. Ketlock, can you just confirm that you say U.S. experts are in China now? Are they among the 12 international experts with WHO team? And uh, according to the Chinese uh, Foreign Affairs Office, they say they, the expert team are visiting Beijing, Guangdong, and Sichuan, not the epicenter of Wuhan. Um, do you think we are able to get the full picture of the epidemic? And Dr. Uh, Fauci, um, yesterday you say you trust, you don't think China is forging the number but we've seen you're on the White House force uh, task force, and we've seen them commenting on China lack of transparency. So why do you trust the information China is providing? Thank you. Well, today, uh, today I, I do uh, for the following reason that what has changed in China is that the Chinese officials have been more than adamant about actually punishing people who are holding back information, whereas early on, there was a reluctance and a hesitancy on the part of the scientists to talk about what really is going on there. So there was a phase early on where the people that I knew, people that I've dealt with for years, who were very concerned about speaking out publicly, they would speak to me over the phone, but they wouldn't speak publicly. 
now they feel that the government is giving them the free reign to be completely transparent. So there really isn't any discrepancy but what was said at the White House before and now. With regard to the people in China, we're very sensitive to the, to the Chinese wanting to be the ones that make the statements where these people are and where they're going because we're guests in their country. And although it's, right. a, it's a understandable question, tell me who's there, where they are, and where they're going. We would prefer to have you hear that from the Chinese because you don't want to get ahead of the Chinese because what we don't want to do is for them to pull back on the offer of having our people there. And yet they did. That's the crazy thing. They, they, they conducted for the most deadliest pandemic in all of history, so to speak. I think the investigation went on for like maybe three months, if that. And then they concluded, like the CIA, that there was nothing there. And so this is a this is this is a joke. We literally cannot trust anything Dr. Anthony Fauci says, Bill Gates says, the World Health Organization, Tedros Cabrasius. We cannot trust these technocrats. And so this is a good thing that these degenerate scumbags are being found out for the people that they are. Because when this doesn't happen, whenever whenever they don't get called out, check this out. Here's what happens whenever they don't get called out. I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip of Governor Gretchen Whitmer of, of, of Michigan saying, oh, well, I violated my own. I, I violated my own COVID-19 regulations because they had good pizza. This is the type of leadership we have right now. I'll say this, you know, I um, I put out a statement. I wrote that statement. It is, you know, it was an, an honest mistake and I I have apologized for it. Um, I think that we have specifically not gone forward and penalized businesses that are trying to do the right thing. It's those that have flouted and put people's safety at risk that, um, you know, are the most concerning. But you know, I don't know that there's a, a lot more for me to add at this point in time other than those uh, former Spartans, or I guess you're a Spartan for life, who know the establishment should be aware that it's now a restaurant. And... They have pretty good pizza. Next question. Yeah, Eric. There it is. Oh, well, I flouted the rules. I broke the rules because they had good pizza. You know, I know uh, big. it's a big deal right now, COVID. Oh, yeah, I know. But I, I broke the rules because they have good pizza. And so, you know, I'm better than you. It's just like Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying, hey, well, I had to go get a haircut because I'm in the public eye. I know you guys are all worried about, you know, whether or not you can go to the store, if you can have food and all this other stuff that's going on. But I, I had to break the rules because I'm better than you. This is a classic rules for thee, but not for me situation. And so whenever these people don't get called out, guess what? They step up what they're doing. And that's why Senator Rand Paul got hit with uh the powder that he got hit with earlier this week because he was do he's he's doing this he's calling out dr anthony fauci he's grilling them and more here he is saying dr anthony fauci cannot investigate himself he has got to be put underneath watch thing is that the investigation can't be done by the who or an international group but it also can't be done by americans who are involved with funding the lab so dr fauci and his hand-picked person from eco health they can't investigate themselves because they gave the money to the lab. They have a conflict of interest and a desire 
to make sure nothing bad is discovered that could have occurred with NIH money. So they can't be the investigators either. And this is very important. I think Dr. Fauci should be made to testify under oath about the money that was given to the lab. And the good news is yesterday, I passed an amendment on the Senate floor that says no more gain of function money can be sent to China. This is very important because this could happen again. I mean, they are experimenting with a SARS virus, which is 15 times more deadly than COVID-19. COVID-19 kills about 1%. That's been 3 million people, more than 3 million people. If SARS got out of lab, that could be 50 million people. So this is a very important task. ahead. Very important task. We need to get good leadership on this because what we have experienced with C-19 and more is a failure in leadership, a failure in policy. And so, no, Dr. Anthony Fauci cannot investigate himself. He's got conflict of interest. This has already come out. Gain-of-function research that's been funded through uh, gain-of-function research that was funded underneath the Obama administration in Virginia that got exported to China and then carried out. The same thing is happening with clones. Like cloning is illegal here. Human animal experimentation is illegal here. And so guess what? They start it here. They export it over there. We're seeing the very same thing with COVID. So no, Dr. Anthony Fauci is not going to bite the hand that feeds him. He's not going to tell you that it was Bill Gates. He's not going to tell you it was underneath the Obama administration. He's not going to tell you that, it, that, 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 that this is in collusion. You got to understand. That's why the father of this whole pandemic, they just put him out there. And as the truth comes out, you see him being exposed. This is a good thing, but it's going to require a lot more effort, man. And I, that's why I had to ask the question at the start of the show. Why don't, why wouldn't you want people to get to the bottom of this? I think that's the crazier part. Why would you not want to find out about this thing that has radically uprooted our entire lives for an entire year? Why would you not want to get to the bottom of it? The reason why is because you, you, you like what's going on. You like what's happening. You like people killing themselves. Uh, you like you like being paid to stay home and do nothing. You 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 like uh, socially shaming people into doing what you want. And so that's what I'm saying. A fair amount of the people, the ones that we think are underneath Stockholm syndrome or have been victimized by this virus somehow, they're actually loving it. The same way that I'm saying, as they told us to put their ma- to put our mask on, they took their masks off. These people don't really care for you. That's why I say they're petty authoritarians. They're tiny dictators. These are people that get off telling you what to do. Here's a French Nobel Prize winning virologist saying that the COVID-19 shots are creating the variants. Again, confirming what I said at the start of the pandemic. Insanity. I'll, I'll read this. I'll, I'll read this because it's, uh, it's in French. Clearly, it says, if we are looking at the curve from the World Health Organization since the vaccination started in January, the curve showing new infections has exploded along with deaths, notably among young people. He's saying that the mass vaccinations are an enormous mistake, isn't it? He says a scientific error as well as a medical error. It is an unacceptable mistake. The history books will show that. 
because it is the vaccination that is creating the variants. Uh, because it's French, I can't, I don't want to play it, but you guys can find this on our Telegram channel. Uh, but I've been saying this throughout the entirety of the pandemic. They haven't been able to successfully isolate this virus. They're injecting something unknown that they haven't been able to, to literally <laughs> figure out in your body. And so this is given a green light for human experimentation. And everybody's coming up with their own different combinations, with their own different variants, and they're injecting them into these people. That's why they are having a field day with all of this. And the same thing I said at the start of the pandemic is the same thing that I'm consistently standing by. Of course, the vaccine is going to be free because the treatments won't be. Heck yeah, we'll alter your genetics for fun, for sure, for free even. Oh, but you want help undoing all of that? Oh, shucks. I don't know if we can help you with that. The vaccine is creating the variants. And unless they let us actually develop natural immunity, they keep messing with these things. They're going to create a super virus. We already have uh, antibiotic, uh, antibiotic drug resistant superbugs. Some of the some of the some some of the antibiotics that we already had in development weren't strong enough because of how these viruses are evolving. They start messing around with stuff like this, a man-made virus. And then coming up with a crazy cure because that's you're creating more problems. Again, when you look at how this all started, how we couldn't really get any information from China whatsoever, they shut it down. They deleted research. They burned people. They, they, they destroyed facilities. They got rid of documents. What that did is that removed for us the ability to actually figure out the origins of the virus. And so usually whenever people make viruses, because that's something they do, they at the same time make the cure. They destroy the information for the cure, which is why we have all this human experimentation going on. Whenever the World Health Organization, America and more tried to reach out to China saying, hey, what's going on over here? Would you guys like some help? Radio silence. They didn't give them anything because they knew they had an issue. And so they kept fumbling the ball, fumbling the ball. And while fumbling the ball, guess what? Our country got shut down, but they knew what they were doing. The world got shut down. They knew what they were doing. And so this is a literal crap show, dude. A literal crap show. And we've got to figure out what to do with this because now they're just outright experimenting on us. That's how I see it. I don't really see it any other way. Now they're out here outright experimenting on us because people didn't call them out at the beginning. Oh, well, it's just going to get that much worse. So we've got to face this. We've got to call them out. Say, no, this, this leaked out of a lab. No, this was done by design. No, this is, these are the steps. This is how this is going to unfold because check this out right here. Boom. Let's pull this up. CDC investigates dozens of reports of heart inflammation in teenagers and young adults that occur four days after their second dose of Moderna, Moderna or Pfizer vaccines. So just like that French Nobel Prize winner just said that these mass vaccination campaigns are having a deadly effect specifically against the young adults, well, here they are. And that's why I say this is a very, very, a, a very, very sophisticated, soft, soft kill option. You got to think about it. We were in a trade war with China. 
Trump was literally saying it's China that's doing all this stuff to us. They released this bioweapon on us and it devastates our economy. And at the same time, it devastates the incoming generation. Militarily speaking, they, they, they got us. That's why they came out and bragged about it. We've played clips of sociologists, of professors, of economists and more saying we defeated America in 2021. They fell because of this biological weapon. Some people thanking God that it happened. They knew what they did. And look at what it's doing to us, generationally speaking. Let me read a little bit of this and then we'll continue on. Now, this comes from James Gordon from the Daily Mail. They put this up on the 22nd of May. It says the CDC's vaccine safety group is investigating reports that a small number of teens and young adults who have been vaccinated against coronavirus have experienced heart problems days after receiving their second jab. The condition known as myocarditis, results in an inflammation of the heart muscle, which can occur following certain infections. Very little detail provided by the safety group, which stated that there were relatively few cases, which may have even been completely unrelated to vaccination. Nevertheless, several dozen cases in kids and young adults have been reported after taking their dose, their second dose, of one of the mRNA vaccines, which are Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech. The CDC is said to be reviewing the reports and is in still the early stages of examining the data before it can determine for sure whether there is a link between the vaccine and sudden heart condition. Doctors were first alerted to the possible link between myocarditis and vaccines on May 14th. The working group then reviewed the data of myocarditis on May 17th. The cases seem to appear to be occurring mainly in adolescents and young adults around four days after their second dose. The symptoms also seem to be affecting males more than females. I wonder why. Uh, and this is another thing we found out as well, that it attacks the sperm, right? That it affects spermatogenesis. And so I'm, I'm so convinced that this is a bioweapon that you literally could not tell me otherwise. <laughs> I am so convinced this is a bioweapon. I literally would not let people tell me otherwise. That's like all I had to do is like keep is, is keep putting the pressure on them. You know, why why did this happen? You know, this is a bioweapon. It's like, but let's not play stupid here, right? Let's not play stupid here. Now, this thing that I'm about to get into next with you, good people, is something else that's equally as alarming. Check this out: UK government secretly tracked millions to monitor their movements after their COVID vaccine. This comes from Harbinger's Daily. They put this up May 24th. And before I get into this, think about that. Think about this. You're, you're, you're going in for your C-19 jab. You think, oh, shucks, right? This is great. This is biological. This has got nothing to do with the digital. This has got nothing to do with the physical, right? Or so you would think. But again, if you go back to some of the older shows we did, especially towards the end of 2020, you'll hear us talking about Operation Dark Winter, where, again, this is a part of the COVID-19 action plan to, 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 to merge the surveillance, right? Klaus Schwab says this as well, that we're going to merge your digital, your biological, uh, and your physical, or it's like your digital, your biological, and your financial. This is the introduction of that. And I gave you guys an example earlier this week uh, with vaccinants 
people who were suffering some of these adverse vaccine reactions post receiving these injections and then getting into accidents. Well, the UK government wants to secretly track millions to monitor their movements after the COVID vaccine. They want to know, okay, cool, what's going on? Did this person have a spike in blood uh, blood pressure? Right? Did their blood get thinner? How are these blood clots occurring? Now, I'm sure we'll read about how this is done simply through the phone, uh, but where does it end? Let's get into this. It says the British government has reportedly has been reported to have secretly surveilled the millions of movements of citizens to track changes in behavior following the administration of coronavirus vaccines. The report from the SBI-B Committee of Government Scientists has revealed that the government tracked up to 10% of Britain's of, of the British phone, public's phones in February, all without permission or notification to the public. The report, which was seen by the Sunday Telegraph, said that the researchers at Oxford University for the SBI-B, a subgroup of the British government's Sage Quango, monitored the behavioral changes of vaccinated Britons through CDR, call data records, uh, with corresponding location observations. Through tracking, quote, cell phone mobility data for 10% of the British population, the Oxford University team was able to determine that 4,254 people had received a coronavirus vaccine at the time. Researchers went to track those individuals through 40 CDR call data records with responding corresponding location observations uh, daily. They studied the changes in the behavior of the vaccinated by comparing the week before and the week after the administration of the, va- of the jab. Quote, between looming COVID passports and vaccine phone surveillance, this government is turning Britain into a big brother state under the cover of COVID. This should be a wake up call to all of us. To all of us. It goes on to say that those who follow the Bible's prophecy understand that a time will come where a world leader, the quote Antichrist, will set up a global system where participation and compliance are mandatory. This is said in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. And Revelation 13, the Bible describes a quote beast who will have power, quote, over all kindreds and tongues and nations and all them that dwell on the earth and that he would cause everyone to take a mark or a number that without it, you cannot buy or sell. What would it take to mark and number every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth that without this mark, you cannot buy or sell? We can conclude that we would need one-third form of a government, or we would need a one-world form of government, a new universal way of identifying every human being on the earth, and a global economic system with a digital currency that is both cashless and deviceless. For this time in human history, technology and global willpower will be will have made the factors of Revelation 13 feasible. It finishes out by saying this, the COVID crisis has been jaw-droppingly exploited by globalists worldwide in a manner that is too reminiscent of Revelation 13 to simply ignore. What we are witnessing today is an astonishing and clear harbinger for the events to come. Yeah, that's right. That's from Harbinger's Daily as they literally talk about the UK government secretly tracking and monitoring the movements of vaccine recipients. And you have people saying that the mark of the beast system cannot be here. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. That's that's how fast all this stuff is going down. 
I mean, you got to think of it. They try to lock you up for an entire year, tell you to put your mask on, not take vitamins, not get sunlight, not socialize. But again, think about how astonishing that is, that they're involuntarily tracking people who received the vaccine to where you got rum DNZ coming up with uh, uh, promotional videos for the vaccine. I've just got to ask the question, why is nobody asking the question while we're being propagandized to so much? Why is nobody asking the question, uh, where did the sudden push for vaccines come from? As if we're all not watching and seeing the same thing. That's what I'm saying, man. It's getting crazy out there uh, on a whole nother level. And another example of such lunacy, of such clown world chaos brought to you by COVID is this next scene from Canada. I'm going to play for you guys, not the clip of police officers stopping parents from trying to recover their children after being administered the vaccines. We'll play that later on. But I'm going to play for you guys a quick clip of of it being illegal to shake hands in Canada. I kid you not. Officers come out of a building. They walk up to this man, and he has served a fine for literally congregating. So this is this is this is what we mean by the mark of the beast style system. Prophetic days, right? Where 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 you've got to look at how much power these people have been able to accrue in such a short amount of time. Uh, but let's play this clip, and then we'll continue on. This comes from Rebel News. I would recommend you guys go check them out. They're really documenting the tyranny in Canada and more. How's it going, guys? Officer Dietrich, City of Hamilton Bylaw. I have you here in violation of the reopening of Ontario Act, gathering with a crowd of more than five people. So that's a pre-written ticket again, just for the record? I had the uh, ticket made up inside when I saw you out here. So what were they doing exactly when I was talking to one of the protesters here? walking around, getting within three meters. Oh, that's how it is. So if I just talk to someone, that's within two meters? I also watch you shaking their hands. Oh, that's, that's oh, I guess I'm breaking a law there. Okay, you got me there. So Great. this is the ticket. Provincial fence notice yeah. and the reopening of the Ontario Act for attending a gathering of more than five people. Thank you. Your options are on the back. Your options are to either pay it, yeah. an early resolution with a prosecutor, mm-hmm. or you can have your day in court if you choose to. Yeah. Do you understand your options? I understand my options, man. So there's your provincial fence. Wow. Thank you. Now, this is an administrative penalty notice. Oh, for, for what? Hamilton. Yeah. This is for shaking hands with the public. Wow. No way. You also maintain a distance of at least two meters from another person. Wow. Section bylaw 20164, section 2.1. Once again, your options are on the back, voluntary payment, or you have the option to be with a um, with an officer, and you can argue. Okay. So that's purpose. That's strictly just for shaking hands with someone. For shaking hands, not maintaining two meters. Wow. Okay, Support so a record. Can I get your name and badge number? Number 370. 370. Thanks, Lee. Uh, supervisor here, guys. As always. Think about that. Do you imagine getting getting a uh, getting a ticket for shaking hands? That's the that is the level of authoritarianism they're trying to get down to. That's the level of put, pencil push and bean counter stuff they're trying to get down to. Uh, I, I pre wrote this ticket because I saw you out here congregating, shaking hands with people. I'm sorry, bud. You we're, we're going to have to find you. And the thing is, is these these will all get thrown out. That's that's the angle we got to take to. No judge is going to say, you know what? Lock this man up. He's out here shaking hands. And if you do, that's a different ball game. But they're not going to take this to trial 
they're going to throw it out. But all this is, again, is color of law, threatening people, posturing, oh, you know, uh, uh, don't fight back. But that's what I'm saying. Now that Fauci's out of the way, we're going to see a whole new ball game show up. That's the crazy thing. Now that Fauci's gone, because, again, it's never been about the virus. It's never been about health. It's about totalitarian control. Now that Fauci's out of the way, we're going to see a whole new ballgame. Because the damage is done, right? Now that people have already said, oh, well, we'll put the masks on for a little bit. Oh, we'll do a little bit of what you're saying. Now they got to take you all the way into the rat trap. Now they have to get your full compliance. Check this out right here. World Health Organization calls for global surveillance, more authority over nations and billions in funding. Oh, well, great. Yeah, for sure. I'll just help you out with that. Who? Like that, like, like we have extra funding to give right now. We're facing inflation, uh, 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 more taxes, record trillion dollars being spent right now. Sure. Who? Yeah, just let me let me go grab the checkbook right quick. Ridiculous. This comes from G. Edward Griffin's uh, Need to Know News. They put this up May 24th. I think that uh, this was written by Patrick Wood. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, Patrick Wood, the editor-in-chief of Technocracy News. Let me read this first, then we'll continue on. This is the World Health Organization published a report, COVID-19, make it the last pandemic, by a, quote, independent panel established by the World Health Organization, an agency of the corrupt United Nations, and delivered their message. Quote, no more pandemics. If we fail to take this goal seriously, we will condemn the world to successive catastrophes. They want control over nations and billions in funding. Patrick Wood of Technocracy News said that if their plans are implemented, quote, the top political leaders of each nation would become puppets of the World Health Organization whenever it decides to declare a pandemic. He added that, quote, nobody prevents a virus from spreading. So the call for more funding is spurious at best. After contributing to the crisis, they want to prevent the next one. Goes on to say that Patrick Wood, editor-in-chief of Technocracy News, told LifeSite News that were the recommendations of the report implemented, quote, the top political leaders of each nation would become puppets of the WHO whenever it decided to declare a pandemic. Did we not see this already with Boris Johnson? What we're, what we're seeing uh, 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 Joe Biden do as well, right? We saw world leaders all over bend the knee. Trust the science, they told us, right? Getting back into the article, it says the pro-abortion World Health Organization has released a report calling for greater authority for itself in countries around the globe, a global surveillance system, as well as billions more dollars in financing for itself. In a report this month entitled COVID-19, Make It the Last Pandemic, a group called the, quote, Independent Panel, established by the WHO, analyzed the global response to the Wuhan virus and delivered a strong message for international changes. They state, quote, our message is loud and clear. No more pandemics. If we fail to take this goal seriously, we will condemn the world to successive catastrophes. Quote, on the basis of its diagnosis of what went wrong at each stage of the COVID-19 response, the panel makes seven recommendations directing to ensuring that a future outbreak does not become a pandemic. Each recommendation is linked directly back to the evidence of what has gone wrong. To be successful, they must 
be implemented in their entirety. So what the World Health Organization's really doing is calling for a scientific dictatorship. What they're really saying is that late leaders of the world are no longer able to govern themselves successfully and that you need a tiny independent panel of air quotes experts and researchers telling you what to do. But what's even more wild is if you go back and look at uh, think like event 201, they talk about how that, that was their linchpin. They didn't move fast enough. They didn't move fast enough. Well, hold on now, gang. Think about what we talked about in the news cruise at the start of the show. In Australia, South Australia and New Zealand, they locked down 7 million people, over 26 cases. They called for drastic action because of 26 people. Could this be what the World Health Organization is asking more of, more power to have that level of control over the population? Is that what more funding will do? Look at what the funding they had already did. This is why you've got doctors and entire hospitals culpable for carrying out the very same crime, culpable for killing people. You notice how we don't really hear anything about respirators anymore, right? Because we realize that that was blowing out people's lungs. But with a runaway media like what we have, you will never hear them say that, oh, we're wrong. Oh, we shouldn't have done this. Ah, this was a mistake. No, instead, what you will hear is manipulation, coercion, and distractions. That's why this is so dangerous. Because you have the liars, you have the inmates running the asylum. And again, you have delusional people hoping that the facsimile is real, hoping that the lies they were told were right. Let me play for you guys real quick a clip. I'll go ahead and pull this up. This is a clip we played for you guys earlier this week on the show. This is of a mother and a father, again, yelling at the cops in Canada to let them have access to the children. Let me see if I do a little bit of a proper backstory for you guys. I'll go ahead and pull it up, the article, because uh, it's good to, it is always good to get a backstory for, for these types of things. Um, yeah. Let me see if I can get this clip for you. Sorry about that. It says, Canada pop-up clinic offers kids free ice cream to get COVID vaccines. No parental consent needed. We'll be dropping an actual article on our Telegram feed uh, here shortly as well that basically features the same thing. I think in San Francisco, you can get, you can get, uh, children can get free vaccines without parental consent in San Francisco. And so the video I'm going to be playing for you guys here shortly is of parents whose kids went and got the vaccine without consent and they're freaking out. Uh, but here, let me, let me, let me read this then I'll play the clip for you. Let me get this backstory up here. Uh, this comes from Renegade Tribune. It's by Chris Minahan. They put this up May 25th. It says that uh, children in Canada as young as 12 are being given free ice cream to take Pfizer's, Pfizer's experimental mRNA therapy vaccine with no parental permission required. Throngs of police were filmed guarding one site from outraged parents 
at Nathan Phillips Square in Toronto. Jeez, dude. Jeez. Uh, and then it's got it's got uh, accompanying tweets and things like this as well. It says, quote, Health Canada approved the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for those aged 12 to 15 on May 5th, making Canada the first country to do so. The Toronto Star reported on Friday that, quote, in Toronto, those 12 to 15s don't need a parent or a guardian to allow them to take the vaccine. The CDC is investigating dozens of reports of heart inflammation, myocarditis in teenagers and young adults that occur four days after their second dose of Pfizer and Moderna mRNA therapy injections, the Daily Mail reported on Saturday. The CDC's VAR database has reported 943 adverse events among 12 to 17-year-olds as of Friday. According to the CDC, youths aged 0 to 19 who catch the coronavirus have a survival rate of 99.9%. So then, again, man, you just got to ask the question, why in God's name are we doing that then? This is something that people can survive from. If this is like an extremely not lethal virus, why are we doing this? Why are we experimenting on children? It's insane. Let me play this quick clip, and then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> let me play this quick clip, guys, and then we'll, we'll move on from there. Here is just more of the insanity they're trying to get us used to. Uh, but here is a family, literally. Here, here's, here are parents rising up for all children. Every single fucking one of you. Every one of you. I'm inviting you now to join us to stop this happening. Right now. Hey, Rise Up. We are at Nathan Phillips Square. Um, we are at the pop up vaccine clinic. And uh, the police have just told us that we are not allowed to be on the Nathan Phillips Square property. So we are out on the sidewalk now. And we're trying to speak to the police. I told you before. children, my children are in harm, my children, your children, 
enough is enough. We need more of that energy. And it's coming. Make no mistake about it, my friends. It's coming. I want to close out this segment. Play, I'll, I'll, I'll play this quick video, then I'll do a little article blitz of all the other things that are there uh, covering the vaccine news. But you got to understand, change is coming. And it's not going to come in the way that we expect it. It's going to be very violent. It's going to be very quick. And all we can do is hope that we are able to navigate it accordingly. Because, my gosh, I wish I could tell you that it's going to be simple, but it won't be. Here are multiple parents in Texas rising up against the vaccine mandates. Thank you, Christy. The state wants 70% of Maryland adults to get at least nope, Maryland, not Texas. by Monday. But some people are pushing back against COVID vaccine mandates. One group in Annapolis said they're against the University of System of Maryland's requirement that all students, faculty, and staff get the shot before coming back to campus in the fall. By law, they are granting exemptions, though, for medical or religious reasons. And stay with us. We'll have much more good. news and weather today at noon. Have- good. Yeah, they, they mixed that in earlier. Whenever I was trying to get that clip for the page, uh, they had mixed in people protesting the vaccines with the weather report and the daily the morning traffic report. It's like, so while people are hearing about traffic and the weather, they're like, yeah, people are actually fighting against the COVID-19 vaccine. People are rising up against it. They're organizing. They're getting activated. Uh, and they just tried to poo-poo it. They tried to ignore it. And I just think that's that's crazy, again, because it shows you the manipulation. They know full well that people are upset about this, that people are becoming vocal and activated, but they don't want you to see that. They, it, it's good that it happened, uh, but they don't want you to see that. Here's another clip. And then I'll, I'll I'll run through these articles and I'll close out this segment for you guys. Here's that video I was talking about earlier of the uh, of the daughter who's being bought off by her dad for to not get the vaccine. She's being offered two thousand dollars by her dad, and you can hear him distraught in the video saying, "Please don't take this shot." And and and, and she's just so lackadaisical about her father pleading with her. It's kind of sad. It just shows you again the generational difference of what's going on here. Uh, but let's play this and then we'll continue on. It's not by definition a vaccine. Then what is it? It is, it, it is a human trial. It is, it is genetic therapy. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't fall under the category of a vaccine. It's not FDA approved. Why are you trying to buy me off with it, though? Because I love you. Why do you think I want to buy you off? I, I don't want money, though. Like... I know you don't, but I don't know what else to do. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. Don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? What do you think I'm fucking crazy? Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you have been dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? Hey. She put up a a a follow up video as well, kind of condemning her father as well. Uh, you could clearly hear how distraught he was, but that shows you again the generational difference of what's going on here, ma'am. This is actually very sad. So let me do a couple more articles, and then I'll close this out for you guys. Uh, 
Rand Paul confirmed. This is all stuff that you guys can go find on our Telegram chat. I'm just going to try to weave in as much as I can as we close out this segment for you good people. Um, again, this is all on our Telegram feed. Says Rand Paul says Fauci absolutely committed perjury when denying Wuhan gain of function research. San Francisco allows children to consent to COVID vaccines without parents knowing. YouTube deleted our podcast transmission from earlier this week. Big shocker there. Uh, Here's another shocker. There's a new study that comes out showing that masks don't slow the spread of COVID. Whoa, uh, as if you're surprised there. Um, I think that's about it for this. Yeah, I think that's about it, guys. Um, Right here, mass vaccination campaign triggers a spike in cases and death. You've also got General Flynn believing that COVID was a weaponized operation by China. So lots of information is coming out about China. The truth is being revealed, and it's forcing people to belly up. Uh, I've just got to ask the question, why don't people want to get to the bottom of this? What's going on with that? But we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to switch gears, talk about the anniversary of anger, uh, George Floyd's untimely passing, as well as, other, as well as some of the other civil unrest and destabilization that's coming from all of this. You've got drone footage that captures dozens of illegal aliens rushing outnumbered Border Patrol agents in Texas, as well as Joe Scarborough demanding that Trump supporters leave the U.S. and be replaced by immigrants. I kid you not. As well as a 27-year-old vet running for house saying that I didn't serve three decades to surrender America to weak-ass Republicans and a communist coup. We've got the anniversary of anger coming up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, 
foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. time bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. You know, in our effort to always bring you guys better content, to deliver the news in a better way, we're always trying something. You know, we got this equipment over here, and then just like that, we're over here on a different software, trying all kinds of different stuff. And this has just been a year of firsts, hadn't it? Hasn't it? And I think that's what I was trying to allude to at the start of the show. I just get so excited starting the show and talking with you guys and catching up with you uh, that it doesn't come out as cool as it does later on in the show. That here we are several years into doing this. And and I, I just look at how much growth we've got, man, or how much growth we've, we've, we've achieved. 350 episodes, you know, over three weeks worth of continuous content uh, from speaking at events to taking trips down to the border to uh, even doing some investigative journalism around here. It's just a very impressive resume. Um, and it's all still designed to come from a place of curiosity, from truth, from authenticity, integrity. I really want to know what's going on out there. I really want to try to figure out what's happening, why it's happening. And what I can do to fix it. 
And one of the one of the harsher things I've had to realize is that I can't fix as much as I think I can. The best thing I can do is try to fortify fortify myself and make myself better uh, so that I don't get caught up with everything that's going on. It's like, you know, we were we we we've done hip hop, we've done EDM, we we we're doing the podcasting thing now. God only knows like where this is going to take us with this type of trajectory. Uh, I call it at this at this point podcastivism because it's like a hybrid thing we're doing. We're doing real work out there, and then we're coming back here trying to remind you guys of everything else that needs to get done. And so that's just for me a crazy a crazy concept to to internalize uh, because I know it's going to intensify. Like while I have my own air quotes resume of whatever it is I've done, I think about things like Zebellion. I think about things like Operation Gotham Shield, Thunderstorm Spiral, Jade Helm 15, uh, UX 16, the Unconventional Warfare Exercises of 2016, and how I've got my own battles that I'm facing. And you for sure see them setting up a whole new uh, type of conflict for the next generation. And so the days of research, the days of doing the work of, you know, running to the library, of running to uh, non-censored YouTube, finding documentaries, finding statements from people like that's, that's, that's not there with, with, with C-19, we saw a fair amount of scientists, doctors, engineers, and so much more get censored in live time. I'm just worried that I can't find any of the old Illuminati conspiratorial, uh, documentaries that I grew up on. Like, that's what I'm saying. We think right now is bad with the truth being obfuscated and manipulated. Think about a couple of years down the line. And so when we have a fair amount of the population that's been brainwashed, indoctrinated, and are frothing at the mouth with vitriolic hatred and rage for their fellow man, where is, on a timeline, where is this going to go? This is the anniversary of anger. The religion of riots, so to speak, man. Before I get into all this stuff, I want to say if you guys want to support this operation, uh, go to whatever platform you're listening to. Go to the go to the description. Tap on the link where it says subscription tiers and support us. We have plans that range from five dollars to thirty dollars. The thirty dollar plans is the council member plans where you guys get access to the exclusive members meetings and we can talk about this stuff in a different light. Uh, what I would like to do because we don't have access to Patreon. What I would like to do is if we have enough people uh, that join our exclusive members program, I'll launch a separate podcast feed because that's one of the reasons why I wanted to work with Patreon is because they had that, if, that, that feature where you could have a, a, a private podcast feed. If we have enough people that join our new exclusive members program, I'll go ahead and get a completely different podcast feed uh, for exclusive members. The same way that you can find us on TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all this other stuff. I'll do the very same thing for our exclusive members uh, but it'll be private. And so if you guys want to support this operation, either scan those QR codes in the corner right there or hit the link in the description bar and, and, and join. And even if you don't want to join the exclusive members meeting, that's all right. There's a tier that allows for you to still get access to the exclusive members work that we're doing. There's a lot of things I want to do because I know what's coming down the line. I'll say this and I'll start getting into stuff for you guys, but think about it. If we had, like, 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 think about this. The idea is to provide you guys with constant news updates, constant situational information that's relevant, that gives you, that, that informs you to make better decisions. 
right now we're pretty well versed in all this political stuff that's going on. What happens if we got an economist in here? Right. What happens if we actually got somebody that could translate what we're writing and talking about into much more legible forms and much more digestible ways for everybody else? I'm talking writers. I'm talking activists. I'm talking all kinds of different stuff. And it starts with you guys supporting us. You see the track record. You want us to do better. It's it only gets done with your work. And so back into what we were talking about beforehand with the increasing destabilization, the increasing civil unrest. Um, and, 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 and the economic conditions as well. Like I can't, I can't not overlook the Zebellion reality and seeing it come up from the defund the police movement, uh, to, 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 to protests and riots every single night for, for God only knows what reason. This is the religion of riots. This isn't something that's beneficial right? This is the collapse. I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip that I, I, I had uh, harped on earlier this week on the Telegram or on our Instagram live, our crewcast. I'm going to play this clip for you guys. It's very, very informative. Uh, but this is an individual that escaped from Venezuela and he talks about the conditions of Venezuela and why he had to leave and how he sees some of the very same things taking place here. The full clip is like 17 minutes long. I won't play it in, in its entirety, uh, but I think this would be a good way for us to start this segment off because we have it good right now. The food, the the, the, the trucks are still running, the, the water's still running, right? We have it good right now. But what happens when that shoe drops? Biden's over here talking about $8 trillion. I played for you guys a clip earlier this week. Of, of, of a gentleman who had uh, family members in the agricultural industry for the past 40 years saying you've got about eight months to get your food together because they're trying to plan a, ma a massive starvation event. And so while we have all these protests going on for the deaths of other black men, we don't have any protests against COVID. We don't have any protests against these spending. You don't have any protests about things that actually matter. And I think that's what worries me. We were playing the clips in between the break, right? Of 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 codename Perseus, the Soviet defector, and in that clip, there's a there's a scene where an entire freeway is being overrun, either by protesters, demonstrators. I don't really know. A bus is trying to drive through. There's hundreds of people. It's got to be on the freeway chasing down this bus. And that's what I'm saying. It's going to be it's going to be road warrior Mad Max level when they shut the power off, when they shut the food stamps off, when they shut the gas off. Because guess what? They already did some of that. They shut the gas off over on the East Coast and the West Coast. They're trying to shut the power off, too. This is all becoming dangerous to think about. Let me play this clip and then we'll continue on. Again, this uh, this individual escaped from Venezuela in the 1990s, and he's just seeing some of the strains and dark similarities showing up today. Aaron, how you doing? Fantastic. Are you in Venezuela now, or just from there? No, I'm from Venezuela. I came 21 years ago. Okay, awesome. So Chavez back in 1999 banned the weapons. Okay. Make it legal for you to shoot somebody, even if they break into your house. Mm. So, 
we have to live in a neighborhood. It was like 150 houses. So we have to, I mean, the following day, the breakings and the kidnapping increased like 80%. And then we have to build a wall around our neighborhood and hire two security guards. And then we, the neighbors, five, five people patrol each street. So it was five neighbors on each street every night. So that, that went on for, I mean, forever. And when they kidnapped two of my neighbors, we decided to move here. Wow. We were going to be next. We so lived, that was, uh, continue, that, sir. Yeah, that was back in, in 2000 when I moved here. Uh, he banned the weapons in, in four months in office. And then he banned all the weapons. And of course, we never gave our guns away. So what we did is we have, uh, we used to hunt and then we have uh, shotguns and we use the shotguns. We cut them short and that's how we defend our, how, that's how we protect our neighborhoods. And then we didn't, we didn't want to kill anybody, but we didn't want them to, to, it's just for us to scare them, you know? And it was probably like 10 people every night they wanted to break in into our neighborhood. And we shoved the back of them and, you know, try, try to scare them away. But it got so dangerous. A lot of my friends lost their life because they trying to uh, take their trucks away, their cars away. I mean, it, it got really bad. Really, so okay. Crime spiked a lot as soon as they said no more guns. Yes. I mean, that night, it was just instantly. They flip a switch. The bad guys is like, okay, we got freedom to do whatever we want. The crazy thing is, is I could sit down and, 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 and break down every single segment of this interview with you guys. Are we not seeing this very same thing right now? Biden's ATF agent says, no, we're coming for your guns. I'm going to classify AR-15s as assault rifles, and we're going to come for those. And we even have guns, and yet the criminals are already out there doing stuff. I read a report for you guys earlier this week on the show about how there was 12 mass shootings over the weekend. So here's the crazy thing. I mean, you got them letting out violent criminals because of COVID and more. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot more break-ins. Yeah, we're going to have a lot more kidnappings. We're going to have a lot more violence than what you're hearing right here. I'm going to be reading an article later on after this about subscription-based law enforcement because you have whole cities saying, heck, yeah, let's get behind the whole defund the police movement. So while they want to get rid of the police, they're letting in all these radicals, all these agitators, all these delusional saboteurs to come in, these chaos makers, to replace them. So that's why this is it, it. It's just even more wild. Let's continue on. Wow. And then so, what came next after that? I know you said you left, but like that, that seemed like a, one of the first steps of maybe like what, what happened on the decline. Okay, that, that's the first step. The second step they do, and they did them in Cuba too. Uh, the Cubans uh, tell, told us all the time, hey, don't vote for this guy. This guy's dangerous. This guy's crazy. So a lot of my friends, my neighbors, uh, move. Uh, to United States, like a year before Chavez went in office. I mean, when when he started running for president, we knew this guy. Okay. We thought he was gonna close the borders. We thought he was gonna be that crazy, but uh, he banned the weapons first. And then the second thing they do, let's say Venezuela. Uh, but when I was there, what it was like uh, uh, 33 million people in the country. Everybody had money. 
it was super, super. Everybody had not rich, but everybody has like a house at the beach. I mean, you have, I used to have a hot dog stand and I was making 200 bucks a day. Mm. Back there, it was a lot of money. I mean, it was a lot of money. So everybody have good, everybody have everything. And so the second thing they do, let's say like 10 million people really go to vote, right? So they give food stamps and free stuff to 6 million. Mm. So they give houses, they start building a little houses, people, and then giving food stamps, giving money, and all these social um, programs that they come out with. So the money has to come from somewhere. So they start destroying all the uh, big companies, like the rice company, sugar manufacturers, I mean, everybody, farmers, uh, everybody. So they, they used to give this money every month to all 6 million people. Stimulus checks. If you bow against us, you lose the health. Mm. And that's how he got full powers. They they run uh, elections just to 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 pretty much eliminate, and he won, and because he's got six million people, so that's that's what they do. They use the money to 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 fund these these social programs. And uh, how quick did the currency devalue there? I don't know if that happened after you left. You know, like when you said everybody was doing well, you know, everybody had a house, everybody was chilling. How quickly did people become, you know, poor? This is why you see people getting involved in cryptocurrency. This is why you've heard me talk about it over here on the show, about the dollar being devalued, uh, rising inflation costs, so many different things like this. Uh, we could talk about, again, people literally renouncing their U.S. citizenship. There's there's so many things this, this individual is saying uh, that I'm going to play a little bit of this and then move on to the next because you guys have to go watch this. Uh, probably four years, five years. I was enough to kill everything, everything. Uh, it was so sad and I got friends and they live in the same neighborhood I used to live. And he said, when I found... Uh, two kilograms of sardines. And that was like a big deal to find food and to be able to, to, to purchase it too. And he says, but it's not like I'm going to eat, I, I eat like one for breakfast with rice, one for lunch and one for dinner. I mean, you have Good to God. spread it out as much as you can. So everybody, uh, every, everything went up. I mean, the, the, uh, the, uh, everything. He destroyed the economy. Everything. People can buy. Like right now, the uh, minimum wage is four bucks. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a good place to stop it right there. Minimum wage being four dollars. Being happy that you were able to find a can of sardines. A can of sardines. That's that's, and the sad part is, is we've talked about that on the show as well. How. People who were promoted during the military at that time period, how they would be given like Charmin rolls of toilet paper as like the promotionary gift. It's like, hey, great. You made it to captain. Here's a piece of toilet paper. You can wipe your butt now. And while that sounds crass, while that sounds kind of like tongue in cheek, that's not. That shows you again the economic devastation that was brought by the by communism, man. That's why these people left. That's why this is a big deal. And we see the very same thing happening now. Uh, record trillion dollar spendings of our budget bill 
universal basic income, stimulus checks, left and right. It's like, where is this money coming from? Where is this coming from? I read it today. It was on Drudge Report feed. Today they're saying, oh, they're offering people iPhones at McDonald's to come work. What, what is going on? Outside of them imploding like our current monetary system, I'm not sure what else to say. Uh, but I would, again, recommend you guys to go watch that. It's on our Telegram feed. Again, this is Escaped from Venezuela, a warning to Americans. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Definitely worth your guys' time uh, because the writing's on the wall. And the sad part is, is, it's, it's, is we're on a ticking time bomb. Like eventually this, this, this bubble has to explode. Eventually the chickens have to come home to roost. Eventually the other shoe is going to fall. And this is, this is, this is, this is a very, very dangerous situation we found ourselves in. Uh, but continuing on with the anniversary of anger, look at this right here. Uh, subscription based law enforcement. How wild is that? So while I'm saying, Hey, let's have a subscription based news service so I can deliver content to you guys on the regular. Uh, you've got people in Los Angeles County who are saying, Hey, we need law enforcement. This comes from zero. Hedge. they put this up May 22nd. It says this year, violent crime across liberal run Los Angeles County is out of control amid the quote defund the police movement. A private security firm that describes itself as a quote subscription law enforcement service has launched a pilot program in the metro area to fix this. Motherboard reports that Citizen, a neighborhood watch app, partnered with LAPS or Los Angeles Professional Security, a private security firm, to provide a quote subscription law enforcement service to residents and businesses. From neighborhood watch app to now a citizen branded vehicle driving around Los Angeles. Providing security services to clients is a business idea that will likely flourish considering defund the police has crushed Los Angeles Police Department, unable to manage the metro area as shootings and murders skyrocket so far this year. It says on its website, LAPS defines itself as, as a subscription law enforcement service. An internal email observed by Motherboard said the company is, quote, an additional response partner. Now, think about this. And we've talked about this as well. These different pockets of civilization that have uh, that have all the amenities that you need. Right. It's again, it's more that rules for the rules for me, but not for the type thing. That's kind of how I see it. You see, it's like, OK, well, all the poor people can believe in that search, that social justice warrior nonsense. All the poor people can you know, protest about all this stuff. But the rich folks, the rich folks will get access to everything they need. They'll have all their amenities. They'll have running water. They'll have uh, they'll have clean air. They'll have everything they need. And I'm serious. Like, that's not a joke. You got to think about it. This is, again, what I mean by letting Antifa and Black Lives Matter become your police because, well, all the other police quit. They became private security guards. They got bought out. They didn't want to stand up for the actual law. They realized that the law was broken, but the almighty dollar, well, that feeds them. And that's not a good thing. Let me finish this off. This is a citizen spokesperson told motherboard that quote, LAPS offers a personal rapid response that we are testing internally with employees as a small test. For example, if somebody would like an escort to walk them home late at night, they can request this service. 
We have spoken with various partners in designing this pri-league project. Subscription law enforcement services will probably flourish in liberal-run cities as the funding the police movement is backfiring as these metro areas become more dangerous. I would have to agree. The sad part is, with all this, is what they're really saying is chivalry is dead and that if you want protection, you're going to have to pay for it. So whenever we hear, you know, that, oh, you know, the citizens were left to fend for themselves or the homeless situation kind of spiraled out of control and they were they were unable to do anything. They had to fend for themselves. This is the type of stuff that's going on. And this is also what happens too, whenever there is an actual need for protection and it's not there. Like this is this, this article is so emblematic again of the time period that we're in, that it's kind of sad uh, that again, you have to, you have to literally pay for protection that people are so scumbagged out these days that they'll just be anybody uh, that people are also so scared that they don't want to stand up for anything that they will literally have to pay somebody to become mercenary to defend themselves. Like there's just so many different things to look at with this alone in it itself. Uh, it's just crazy. And this all comes on the heels of George Floyd's death on the anniversary of Mr. Floyd's untimely passing. And again, this just shows you where we're at as a country and again, the times that we have found ourselves in. Here's a quick clip of another media pundit, Joe Scarborough, basically raging at Trump supporters, demanding that they be replaced with immigrants. He's demanding that Trump supporters leave the U.S. and are replaced by immigrants. I'll save my thoughts for the other side. But uh, here is this puppet getting angry. America, love it or leave it. If you don't have respect in American democracy anymore, if you don't respect Madisonian checks and balances, if your guy doesn't win, if that's the new rules of engagement for this great republic, then just leave our country because you're unworthy of it. And there are millions of immigrants who will come here and raise their right hand and buy into the creed and believe that we are exceptional, that believe American democracy is the greatest government on the face of the earth. And they will do it proudly. They will salute the flag proudly. And most importantly, they will fight for what that flag represents. Will you shame yourself? Will you disgrace yourself? Will you disgrace our country in the eyes of the world? Yes, this is all on you. Get the facts. Live in the light. Follow the truth. And love this country. And stop this. Or leave. Or leave. If you're going to believe a reality TV show hosts lies about the American Republic is desecration of American exceptionalism, then just get the hell out. We don't want you here. What's crazy is we keep hearing more. I I find it so very interesting uh, that these mainstream media pundits, these puppets, these propaganda artists, how they how they paint themselves as patriots, man. I really do. They've never been at protests. They've never actually sat down with people. Uh, these people are actually so disconnected from the audience that they're reaching. 
again, they just don't see how delusional they, they, they actually seem. But again, think about this. This is Joe Biden. That's the racist, the dude that said, oh, if you don't blow, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. <laughs> like, it, it, I don't know, man. It's just so crazy seeing this, this, uh, this person get so upset. Joe Scarborough got upset, not Glenn Beck. Who's the other one? Uh, was it Wolf Blitzer? I don't know. But it's, 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 again, just so interesting to see these propagandists get very upset because what this is is not them. This is more the propaganda, more the program coming through them. And so while these guys are upset, they're basically just making their uh, viewing audience get equally as upset. This, this is coming from the people who were saying, hey, we should shun people who don't receive the vaccine. That doesn't seem very patriotic, does it? Doesn't seem very American, does it? It's like, at least here, we should be respecting other people's views. That doesn't sound very respectful at all. You see, what you're hearing right now is obey Big Brother through the mainstream media. Joe Scarborough thinks he's a part of the establishment. Joe Scarborough hasn't seen how he's been, again, disconnected, we know you get your talking points. We know your daughter or your your your, your co-host Mika Brzezinski is the daughter of Zbigniew News Zabrinsky, who wrote the Technotronic Era, which we find ourselves in right now. But see, because he's got his coiffed hair, he's up there on screen, he's got his makeup, he's got his subservient followers and the like, these people don't see how disconnected they are. And 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 again, what is it that they're actually promoting? This is an anti-human agenda an anti-American agenda, because you're right, Joe Scarborough, they will replace you. You're going to get replaced. Like he thinks he's doing a good thing, but he doesn't see how he's actually welcoming in his own demise. And the demise of our nation as well. Because here, let me play for you, Mr. Scarborough, a quick clip of some of these immigrants coming into America. And now this might, I'm not trying to be racist or any of that stuff. But what I'm trying to say is we are for sure getting replaced here in America. Right. I talked, I'll say this and I'll play this quick clip for you guys. I talked with the wife earlier this morning about that, about the situation. And I was like, you know, and this is me just being honest. I'm sorry if I get some flack from, from, from listeners uh, who don't agree with this thought process. But as I said earlier, my wife is ha- my, my wife is white. I'm black. Our baby's going to be half black, half white. And I'm looking at the demographics of the situation and the probability of my baby girl getting either with a black guy or a white guy is going to be very slim because you look at who's coming in here. You have Mexicans coming in here. You also have people from the Middle East coming in here and Asians are here as well. They're going to be they're going to be seen as a commodity. And so I've got to start thinking about the concept or the potential reality of my baby girl getting with somebody from Syria, getting with somebody from Afghanistan uh, or getting from somebody from Guatemala or El Salvador or even somebody from, say, Japan or even, you know, wherever in Asia. And I'm not sure if that's me being racist or what, but that's me, again, looking at the declining population within here in America. Uh, We'll be talking more about this in the next segment as well, uh, the declining population growth. Right. How people aren't having two point five kids. And again, some of the other socioeconomic things that come with that. Uh, But to get back to point, let me play for you guys this quick clip of dozens of immigrants on the U.S.-Mexico border dodging border patrol 
as they make their way here to America. So while Joe Scarborough is talking smack about Trump supporters who wanted to make America great, you have immigrants who are trying to make their way here to America because they know it is great. Just like that individual who fled Venezuela, fled Venezuela to come to America because we had opportunity. And guess what? He assimilated to American culture. So again, what Joe Scarborough is saying is anti-American rhetoric. That's globalist nonsense disguising itself as patriotism and altruism. Uh, but here is a quick clip for you guys of immigrants dodging Border Patrol because they're, they're, they're being overwhelmed down there. Mike, good afternoon to you. We want to show you some brand new exclusive images from our Fox drone team. Remarkable footage caught this morning right here in La Jolla, Texas. If we can pull it up right now. Uh, take a look at this crazy video showing a large group of migrants running away from Border Patrol as they cross illegally into the United States. Appear to be a group of 30 to 40 just scattering into an open field as Border Patrol is pursuing behind them, mostly single adults, men, no children with them. You'll see a Border Patrol unit chasing them. Two, two of the guys appear to be handcuffed together as one border agent Badly outnumbered, tries to chase them pickup truck as that group continues running through a field, over a bridge, through a stream. Uh, some of those migrants end up falling into what appears to be a pond or a, a little stream. They keep running. One guy stays behind, appearing to lose his shoe. Again, you see another badly outnumbered border agent trying to keep up with them, but, but they just can't. It's one agent chasing a big group like that. Uh, other migrants continue running through the field. Our cameras continue following them. They try scaling walls. They try jumping over fences. Eventually, our drone crew catches is uh, Border Patrol apprehending part of that group. We see about 15 to 20 of them sitting in a circle, but it did appear that part of that group did get away from Border Patrol and did escape into the brush. It's unclear what happened to them. A short time later, take a look at this video we shot uh, on the ground, just also a short distance away from us here in La Jolla. This was a group of migrants, 53, who took a different approach. They presented themselves to local law enforcement. They gave themselves up to Border Patrol Again, a group of 53 border agents telling us this was mostly uh, migrant families from Romania, as well as a few Venezuelans mixed in, as well as some from the Triangle countries, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, El Salvador. Um, and Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he's aware of the situation going on down here. He's been sending state troopers to help out. Take a listen to what he says is a an added danger to all this, the, all the drugs coming through the border. 800% crease in fentanyl. I think we have that clip later on for you guys, but yeah. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said that there has been an 800% increase in fentanyl. You want to hear another messed up joke? Uh, since we're talking about fentanyl, drugs, George Floyd and all, it's pretty dark what I'm about to say. Uh, but there's a joke saying that this week, George Floyd's anniversary marks one year where he's drug free. And I know that's messed up. Uh, but people, again, don't talk about the addictive qualities of fentanyl. They don't talk about how that's coming over the border. They, again, don't, they don't see how it's all intertwined. When I'm talking about antibiotic-resistant superbugs and how they're devastating uh, people's immune systems and stuff like that, people don't get that. But that's why they create things like fentanyl, because it's more powerful than morphine. Okay, well, then what happens with the opioid epidemic and the war on drugs right there? You're getting people addicted. Well, okay, well, what happens whenever you have an addicted, drugged-out population? They're going to try to sell that poison. It's, again, a part of that culture of degeneracy, that culture of decadence. I, I, I could do a whole show explaining all that, but, again, think about that. Were we not having an 800% surge of fentanyl across our southern border 
It wouldn't have made its way to Minneapolis. It wouldn't have made itself in a George Floyd system where we wouldn't be having any of that that's going on. And so that's what I'm saying. We've got to take a step back and look at the larger equation of what's going on here and all the independent different factors uh, that, that, that are involved here. So when you, again, you've got people like Joe Scarborough saying, we just need to kick all Americans out and just make the way for immigrants. It's like, well, you think, think about the type of stuff you're saying. Think about what you're actually asking for. What he's basically saying is I advocate for the replacement migration agenda. It's a real thing. Came out during the Christchurch shooting. The replacement, uh, the replacement migration agenda is a real thing. You've got the UN global, the UN migration pact. We've done shows on it as well. And so again, Joe Scarborough getting up there, spouting off globalism, disguising it as patriotism and American exceptionalism. That's not it. We're being replaced. We're being replaced. A better example or another example of such things like this uh, is with the another the other analogy I was I was saying earlier uh, with BLM and Antifa wanting to replace your law enforcement because you're seeing it there already. Uh, even with the immigration thing, there's no one illegal on stolen land, right? Isn't this the thing that they say all the time? No borders, no walls, no USA at all. Now they're basically advocating for street justice. Check this out. Here's one of the BLM co-founders basically labeling police as a terrorist organization, saying that she has always wanted to fight them. I joined the organization uh, when I was 17 years old. And I remember the first thing I said to the organization uh, was, do you fight police? That's what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to fight police. They were the, they were the, the, sing, they were the single most um, sort of terrorist organization in and, and my uh, life. And I wanted to know how to fight them. I wanted to know how to keep them, hold them accountable. Um, so I started doing uh, work about 17 years old against the police. And uh, from there, uh, did different sorts of things, ran campaigns that focused on trying to get them out of high schools, ran campaigns that focused on decriminalizing um, young people's lives. And I'm anti-police state. Make no mistake about it. I am definitely anti-police state. Uh, but again, what we're seeing is the radical, the, the extremism on the left, the extremism on the right to where we that are caught in the middle are the ones that suffer. And so I, I think what I'm trying to say is as a black man, I understand where she's coming from. But as an adult man, I can't vibe with that because look at, again, what's going on. And so when you have an entire culture that's posturing itself as if it's fake woke, they're tearing down our defenses is like what I'm trying to get around to saying. I get it. Like this is this is again more of that victim, that victim call that victim economy, that victimology, where you've got again black people painting themselves as the victim all the time. We never become victors. We never overcome. We always rehash, and we always come right after this. Uh, I just I I I I I just don't I don't vibe with it, man. You know. And I, I, I think about it. I think about how, again, you see the police caving to the woke mob. I see how they just like arrest people who are standing up for themselves. And then that 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 empowers the mob to do more and more crazy stuff. It's like, look at how many other crazy things have happened since George Floyd's death. Like how many other crazy things have happened? What his death has done? It has only emboldened these people to carry out more and more of these crazy acts. 
but here let me let me play for you guys real quick a clip this is this happened at george floyd's anniversary it's like they're doing a newscasting at george floyd's anniversary uh marking that he's that he's passed that he's transitioned from this world into the next and they then they have gunshots at the actual funeral I kid you not right here news reporter talks police reform as gunshots ring out at george floyd's Square. This bill of comprehensive police reform uh, to be. Uh, to, just gotta be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us, excuse us. It sounds like gunshots. I'll let you know what this is. These seem to be gunshots. Is this for the culture? Is this for the culture? Shit. Shit, where is that? We're okay, we're okay, we're okay. We've got to do better. This is the new police force. Defund the police, am I right? Defund the police. And you see, and that that's what I'm talking about. This is the anniversary of anger. Was it the white man? Was it the white man that busted off them shots? Probably not, because they got told to decenter themselves, deconstruct yourselves when you come to these protests. Humble yourself. You're among guests. Look, you see, you got people running across the street already. It's like this is this is sad, man. We are seeing the breakdown of law and order happen before our very eyes. And because they prop up these 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 people uh, as their saviors, as their images, it's like, well, of, hell, of, of course, they're going to carry out even more of the same chaos. It's not like they it's, it's, it's not like they let it's not like a, a knight died. It's not like somebody, you know, that it was actually influential in the community died. This dude is over here selling drugs, bro, inside of a strip club. It'd be different if this was just like somebody that was a mafioso style boss and connected to connected to multiple families. You know, that's not like that's not what this is. This dude literally had a heart attack and died in the back of the car. He's over here literally like, look at this. You got somebody squirming on the floor trying to dodge bullets. And this is their king. That's what I'm saying, dude. This is this. That's the insanity. We are being told to glorify this type of behavior. We are being told that this is your image. That Black America, this is your image. Like Joe Biden said, if you didn't vote for this, you're not black. That's what I'm talking about. Audio listeners, you guys can't see this. I'm just going to pull this up for the sake of the view. Uh, this is of a individual, a gentleman <laughs> who literally turned an a who turned a a Nerf gun into an actual gun. Kid you not. So it's like a Nerf gun with a receiver and everything that's firing actual bullets. He three D printed it. How cool is that? I know. Like on one cent, on on one hand, I'm over here talking about gunshots being shot at George Floyd's funeral, and then on the other hand, I'm talking about three D printed Nerf guns that actually act as real guns. Uh, but again, that just kind of shows you where we're at, what's going on, 
and the culture that's out there. I think it's super smart. The, the, the two way supporter in me, the two way supporter and, you know, the black market bootleg part of me, I'm like, that's super smart and that's super cool. But the adult side of me thinks, well, holy crap, if we have people 3D printing all kinds of Nerf guns, those guys have made so many different variants of guns that it, it, it'll be crazy out there. It'll be a shooting. It'll be it'll be a shooting every single day out there with this type of stuff. I mean, it'll, it'll be easy to transport. It'll be easy to manufacture. It'll be easy to use. Uh, but again, that just shows you what's going on. And so I support this I, in a weird way. I, I do uh, because I think that everybody should be able to arm themselves. Uh, but at the same time, I just kind of look at the, 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 the climate in which it's coming out in and uh, the way that it's actually being promoted. You know, back in the day, people would have guns to protect themselves. I feel like nowadays people just want guns so they can kill people. And that's that's the difference. Uh, you don't have people actually wanting to protect themselves and wanting to have like a, a, a righteous society. You have them wanting to take the law into their own hands. And that's a much different situation. It really is. And I'm, and I'm sure in the coming years, months to years, we'll, we'll be talking about that, the effects of people taking the law into their own hands. Not, and I'm not saying vigilantism. I say people, again, aiding in the breakdown of law and order. Uh, but speaking on that, somebody trying to resist the actual breakdown of law and order. Let me switch gears and play for you, good people, a quick clip of a 27-year-old, well, 27-year veteran uh, talking about trying to turn the country around, saying I didn't serve decades to see our country go down the crapper. Let's play this and then we'll continue on. Hey, hey um, first of all, I want to say one thing real quick. I thought... Music. There you go. I thought it was tough speaking after Chuck Smith. But speaking after Billy... I don't know, man, can speak. Hey, but literally, we are in trouble. We are in trouble as a nation. We are in trouble as a nation because we have, any kids in here? I don't think so. We are in trouble as a nation because we have these weak-ass Republicans in this nation that's selling out to the radical left Democrats and selling everybody in here out as well. What happened in 2020? is a travesty in this country. Okay, I'm running for Congress in the state of Virginia, 2nd District. I spent 27 years retired Chief Petty Officer, and I did not spend almost three decades of my life to turn this country over to the radical left and to these weak-ass Republicans here in the United States of America. There you go. Our very way of life in this country is at stake. The life of our children, the life of our grandchildren, are at stake. And we cannot afford to turn this country over because it's falling to socialism and what I like to call communism. We are in, like this, I've traveled all over this world, 27 years. I've been around this world more than 10 times. I've seen insurrections. January 6th was not an insurrection. You do not perform an insurrection with no guns. Let me tell you that, all right? I've seen countries being taken over by dictators. I've been evacuated out 
when we had to leave, when they were taken over by dictators. What you see now, we are in the midst of a communist coup in the United States of America, and it happened in November 2020. It happened, whether you want to believe it or not, and a lot of people don't even understand because they go around about their daily lives and they can't see it. What happened in the United States? Oh, no, 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 no. A coup can never happen in the United States. Well, guess what? It happened, and you better believe it happened, and we need to fight to get this country back because we are in the middle of a war yep. here in the United States. We're in the middle of a war, and that starts with election integrity. How do we solve the election problem here in the United States? First of all, we got to vote out all those damn rhinos because they're just as good, just as bad as the Democrats. We have to do that. They have to go. And we have to flip these seats, and I can flip a seat in Virginia back red. All these seats, all these people around here that have uh, blue in the way, we need to flip them red. That's one thing we can do. Another thing that's very, very simple and very, very easy, and I take this to heart. Even though Joe Biden say I ain't black, <laughs> black people are smart enough to go get IDs. We need voter ID if, in this country. If we oh, have man. voter ID in Iraq, they can have voter ID in Afghanistan, they can have voter ID in, in, in India. He, we can have voter he ID preaching. in the United States. Oh, man, he preaching. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. That's the level of leadership we need. We need people calling it out. We need people unapologetic, unapologetically getting up there, telling you the truth, telling you what's going down, saying your country's being stolen from you and you don't even recognize it because they have done such a good job distracting you, robbing you of your rights, destroying your future and your children's future and your grandchildren's future that all you want is more Netflix. You can't wait for the spinoff of Game of Thrones. We need to we need to lay that shit off and we need to get more involved. Heck, yeah, bro. Brother over here preaching. We need we need more of that. And this is this is, again, that leadership I'm telling you is coming. It is for sure coming. Now, I wanted to play for you guys a quick clip of Representative Jim Jordan warning against government speech police and offensive language in the new Democrat bill. But I think what we're going to do instead, uh, just to conserve time, is to move on to actual articles where we can break down some of uh, some of, again, this infiltration that we're experiencing, uh, some of the subversion that we're being affected by. What do I mean by this? Well, let me go ahead and pull up this quick article Article for you good people. There's this right here. Hell freezes over. Former CIA director John Brennan warns about left-wing rhetoric and Antifa. This is by Mike Lachance of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up May 24th, and it says, Former CIA chief John Brennan recently warned about the rhetoric and the danger of the far left and Antifa. This is amazing because Britain himself is a man of the far left and has helped perpetuate the myth about Trump supporters being dangerous. Did he have a momentary lapse into sanity and reality? And before I get into this, realize that it was uh, former CIA director John Brennan. Not only that advocated for what he calls stratospheric aerosol injections, chemtrails, but also labeled nativists, uh, religious extremists, libertarians. Uh, anarchists and more as domestic terrorists for him to come out and say this right here is monumental. But at the same time, it's telling of the times we're in. Frankenstein can no longer control his monster. It says former CIA director John Brennan said he is, quote, concerned about the rhetoric coming from some left wing members of Congress as he warned about Antifa's, quote, vigilantism. And isn't that what I just said? 
You've got people taking the law into their own hand. Juliet K.M., a professor at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government and a former assistant secretary for the Department of Homeland Security, broached the topic of left-wing radicalization in a conversation on Tuesday with longtime intelligence officer with the discussion moderator seeking a, quote, sense of balance. And she noted that there appears to be a great deal of focus by the FBI on right-wing extremism. In his response, Brennan acknowledged people who fall under a, quote, broad rubric of Antifa, while saying politicians should choose their words more carefully, lest they be used by political foes to widen a partisan divide within the United States. Quote, I am concerned about this, about some of this rhetoric that comes from the left, Brennan said. Again, I think ideologues on both ends of the political spectrum are dangerous, and there are individuals on the left who are engaging in vigilantism themselves that fall under this broad rubric of Antifa, anti-fascist elements. But I do think that ideologues are blind to reality, and they do not look for ways to allow people from across the political spectrum to live peacefully together. They asked the question, are leftists in, in Washington finally figuring out their base is out of control? It only took them a year. So think about that. They're literally telling you that, hey, we think Antifa might be a bit of a problem. Now that we think about it, now that we're here a year or so into things, uh, a couple uh, $8 billion worth of damage, right? We're letting them protest every single chance they get. This might be a problem. Uh, they're, 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 they're sending death threats to sitting U.S. senators. Uh, they're threatening presidents. They're chopping off the heads of pigs and putting them on police officers' uh, front lawns. Maybe this is something we should worry about. But that's what I'm saying. Frankenstein can no longer control their monster. This is the anniversary of anger. This is the religion of riots. And there's a plan to this. Make no mistake about it. There is for sure a plan, a method to their badness. Check this out right here. Biden administration demands U.S. embassies promote Black Lives Matter. This comes from Sean onto the lobby of Newspunch. They put this up May 25th. This is the Biden administration it is urging all U.S. embassies and diplomatic missions to promote the Black Lives Matter movement on May 25th, the anniversary of George Floyd's death. And now we've talked about this kind of idea of exporting, I don't know, exporting wokeism, right? Back in the day, growing up a kid in the 90s, hearing about all these wars and stuff in the Middle East, we made jokes about them delivering democracy uh, and shooting off freedom fries, you know, rounds from a machine gun. Delivering democracy is what we called it back in the day. But this is somewhat of the same kind of concept to where we're exporting wokeism. We're not necessarily delivering democracy, but they're saying, let's promote Black Lives Matter. Let's promote this, this, this critical race theory, this Marxism. Let's deliver democracy in a different way. Let's infect them with the mind virus. This says reporter Jack Persobic published a leaked cable from Biden's Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, explaining how American representatives abroad are, are to encourage conversations about, quote, systemic racism and racial injustice in the United States. The cable says, quote, the department supports the use of the term Black Lives Matter in messaging, content, speeches, and other diplomatic engagements with foreign audiences to advance racial equality and access to justice on May 25th and beyond. 
We encourage posts to focus on the need to eliminate systemic racism and its continued impact. Breitbart.com reports that it authorizes the flying of Black Lives Matter banners on the exterior of American diplomatic buildings within local executive discretion. The cable also encourages diplomats to refer to several documents in preparing their observances for the day, including a speech by United Nations Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield, in which she told the UN about America's, quote, legacy of white supremacy, and celebrated the activists who protested and rioted in 2020, quote, in the streets, marching for change. The central ideological view of Black Lives Matter is that law enforcement and American society in general are guilty of, quote, systemic racism. That is to blame for police brutality against black Americans and the persistence of white supremacy. Those claims contradict evidence that there is no racial bias in police shootings, as well as decades of civil rights progress. Recent polling suggests that American public support for Black Lives Matter has collapsed, except among Democrats. Chinese diplomats cited the Black Lives Matter movement earlier this year when rebuking Blinken and other U.S. diplomats after the latter tried to criticize China's human rights record at the Biden administration's first bilateral meeting with China. And so earlier this year, or a couple episodes ago, I had talked about how I think in Turkey they sent a picture or they sent a statue of uh, Lady Liberty bending the knee, raising the fist. And so this is the same type of thing where they're trying to get other people in on what's going on. And before reading the article, I had talked about how they wanted to give them the mind virus. They wanted to infect them with democracy. Well, like I said, they wanted to export wokeism, right? That's the idea, to export wokeism. If they can get people, again, even if they're even, even if they're not fully on board, you're still going to have a certain sect of the population who's willing to turn on their own nation for this foreign ideology. And what this really is, the promotion of Black Lives Matter, introducing this new ideology into the system, this is setting the stage for the global citizen, right? Where, again, you abdicate your originality, you abandon your individuality, your nationality, and you absorb yourself into the collective. Let's all agree that we're all evil, that we're all racist, right? That we all have to do better. This is a very, very, this is the slow con, right? So while you've got China out there building up the infrastructure of places like Africa and more, you have America exporting this ideology, not necessarily of democracy, but of wokeism. And I really think this is something that people should think about moving forward. Because the final clip I want to play for you guys is, is, is in that same vein, not necessarily of exporting wokeism, but changing how people see things, radically getting people to alter their viewpoints. Uh, we had talked about it earlier this week on the show, how, um, how because of the greatest migration, the socioeconomic reformation, uh, the economic devastation that COVID wrought, people are moving. We can only hope that they don't bring their politics with them. But one of the founders of MSNBC proposed the very uh, alternative to that. They proposed to have liberals move to red states and turn them blue. So while we have uh, Biden promoting, again, the exportation of wokeism and more, you have people purposely leaving these Democratic hotspots to purposely migrate to Republican states and turn them blue. 
completely unaware that they left those Democratic hotspots because of those policies. That's why this is such a crazy time frame to be in. That's why I call it the socioeconomic, the sociopolitical, the sociocultural reformation. This is the great reset. Uh, but here is this quick clip, and then we'll close out this segment for you good people. At large at Newsweek and founder of CNBC and MSNBC, Tom Rogers. And Tom, you're looking at the relationship between corporate America and politics. And in your new column for Newsweek, you write in part, essentially, I am proposing creating a corporate initiative to turn demography into political destiny for key swing states. If corporate America decided that it would support a new corporate great migration to swing states of women, young and diverse employees, those most likely to vote against big lie candidates, especially when we're talking about the very thin voter margins for Biden we saw in Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin. This could reshape the voter demography of those states in a short period of time. This is a somewhat radical proposal for a corporation to consider. But if corporations truly believe that the future of our democracy is at stake, is it really too radical to attempt? You could easily give incentives to people to move to Florida, to Texas, to North Carolina, uh, to Georgia, to Arizona. Nice weather, lower cost of living, lower taxes, and in so doing, probably accomplish a whole lot more in terms of uh, demography and its ultimate impact without at all affecting profits of corporations. And while CEOs wanted this to be a bipartisan issue, it doesn't look like it's going to be one. And I just don't see them coming in heavy guns to overturn uh, the filibuster rule in order to get federal legislation to protect voting rights. So what else can they do? And giving incentives to women, younger employees, diverse employees who may well want to have this kind of change of lifestyle that moving to these other states may involve, and at the same time, being able to more directly affect change in terms of not having the kind of slim margins where these Republican state legislatures still using the big lie as a rationale ultimately setting up which could be a steal of uh, election in 2024 by allowing state legislatures to uh, overturn the popular vote. We got to do something. And the question is, would this be a way for corporations to affect a more democratic end? Okay, well, you, you get the point. Without all the, uh, without all the extra fanfare, you kind of get the point. The idea is to uh, get these corporations to move to these population centers, right? This is why we've heard this this narrative of them trying to turn Texas blue uh, and why you see everything that's going on there. People literally fleeing from California to Texas, uh, coming halfway across the country from the East Coast to places like Colorado, to places like Texas, to places like Montana and Ohio uh, because, well, they have more freedom. And because of higher corporate taxes, the cost of living and more in other parts of the nation, People are leaving and then they're waking up. They're coming out here. They're saying, holy crap, I don't have to wear the masks. You guys have low taxes. You have a pretty cool culture. What was I thinking? Uh, but as people are having this 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 revelation take place, the controlling oligarchy is trying to figure out every type of way it can uh, to 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 sink its fingers deeper into the populace. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to we're, unfortunately, we're going to have to have a relatively quick segment where we talk about population control. Disrupted growth is on the other side. The New York Times has highlighted a, quote, paradigm shift 
in declining global fertility rates because you have the world experiencing a massive population decline. There's ghost cities, closed maternity wards, empty schools, and more. I'm also going to be talking about the new uh, gender-related hype becoming a nullo. You can only imagine what that means. We're really talking about disrupted growth and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. is how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, a rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire. For a safe and secure society. 
in our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids of as opioids. well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and, and gals, remember, guys, stay vigilant. Spoiling lies and share truth. This is Zero. Freedom Faction. Freedom Faction. Out. Out. Oh, man. What a blast in the past that is. Do you know that ad is like three years old? Yeah. You can look at that. You can see articles from 2018 where I'm trying to just like push CBD oil to people. And it's still relevant today <laughs> because you know they're trying to flood us with both coca cocaine 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 and alcohol yeah get yourself some cbd some cbd oil get yourself storable goods take care of yourself i know that's a crazy thought in today's society that you would take care of yourself but it's a good thing yeah i'll put the link for that in the description bar below if you guys want to go ahead and get yourself some CBD oil, get yourself some storable goods too. chill out because all this stuff is going down. I'm saying chill out, get yourself focused, get prepared because we know what time it is. We know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I always like to say the hardcore factual stuff for the final segment of the show, because if you're rocking with us at this point, you know what's going down. Uh, you know, they're trying to kill us. You know, they're trying to manipulate us. You know, they're trying to do everything within their power to keep us underneath their thumb. And so we need to do everything within our power to get that thumb off of us. Yeah. So if you guys want to support this operation, get yourself some CBD oil. Get yourself some storable goods. If you really want to support this operation, scan those QR codes in the bottom right corner right there. And if you're listening, go to the episode description and support us. Tap the link there. Support what we're doing because we're trying to do everything we can to support you in whatever it is you're doing. We're doing our job. We just hope you're doing yours. I hope that didn't come off as arrogant. That's me just saying, hey, I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. I'll look out at your six if you watch my 12. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, let me play for you guys real quick. Because I was just doing that not really shameless plug. Let me play for you real quick that clip of this gentleman that has a family member that's involved in the agricultural industry and how they're basically warning us to get prepared because they're planning a mass starvation event 
to where we won't have all that we have right now that within the eight that in the next eight months that's the only time you have to get yourself storable goods we've been talking about it throughout the entirety of the show uh inflation rising cost of living we 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 went into the break talking about the greatest the great american revolution or the great american migration and how you actually have the corporate migration superimposing itself over that so while you have people practicing common sense looking at the writing on the wall realizing that certain states are collapsing they're trying to migrate to different places uh, to have a better social socioeconomic and socio political standing well of course the corporations are going to come of course they're going to see that all of their 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 human capital their intellectual property is migrating but I digress. Let me play for you guys this quick clip of this individual uh, talking about or asking the question, are they planning a mass starvation event? Something to think about in these crazy times. Again, I would recommend that you guys get yourself storable goods and, and, and just prepare. Got talking today and something came up that I didn't really think about when my dad mentioned it to me. He's worked in the agriculture industry for over 40 years. This year, farmers are being offered 1.5 times the value of their crops to destroy them. They're also being told by the federal government they will not receive subsidies for farming if they refuse to destroy their crops. What does that mean? That means that the farmer cannot afford to provide you with food based upon the taxes the government is levying on him if the government doesn't in turn give him back his tax money to provide you with food. Kind of a fucked up system, but that's how it works. And, well, they're not going to subsidize them if they don't destroy the crops. They'll pay them more than what it's worth, and they want them to destroy it, and they'll still get their subsidies. They're trying to create a food shortage. We've got eight months to get our own food supply. We're, we're probably going to be facing mass starvation. Good luck. So think about this. They're already not telling you what's going down with COVID. And you got to think about this as well. What happens whenever your body doesn't have the proper nutrients and minerals in it? What happens basically whenever you do start to starve, your immune system becomes deficient and depleted. So think about this. On top of us coming off the heels of this pandemic, people's immune systems already being weakened by this virus and whatever other poison chemical concoction that they inject inside of these people. Well, what happens whenever they're not able to have food too? We're going to be looking at so much death. It's crazy, man. We're seeing so much death now. Trump was right. They're not even talking about it. So no, they're most likely not going to be talking about any of the food shortages that are taking place. They really won't. This is a part where I'm telling you guys to go ahead and get yourself some storable goods. I'll put the link for that as well in the description bar below. This is a this is this is also a part of the disrupted growth concept. We'll be talking shorter or or or, or later on about. Uh, the 2.5 growth rate, people not having kids and how that's going to affect the economy. Like you've just got to, there's, there's, there's so many different things with this uh, that we've just got to work through as much as we can to try to paint that picture as to why the world that we grew up in is not going to be there in the future. It's just not so many different things have taken place that it's crazy. Um, and it's only going to get more wild. Let me play for you guys another clip. We're talking about population reduction, population control, population implosions, disrupted growth, and more. Last week, there was a, a, a clip of NBC calling pro-life laws protecting babies from abortion a public health threat. So as we're literally facing like a population shortage, there's not enough people uh, to work in some of these positions and more. 
you have them saying that abortion is a a, a, a public health threat. Just or better yet, protecting babies from abortion is a public health threat. So try to work that one out. Controversial abortion ban into law yesterday. Critics say it's among the most restrictive in the nation. At least a dozen states passing more restrictive abortion measures. Here in Texas, this new law now makes it the biggest with the so-called heartbeat ban abortion law. Advocates say it'll save countless lives, but critics say it's not only unconstitutional, but a public health threat. Governor Greg Abbott signing a bill Wednesday, banning abortions in most cases where a fetal heartbeat is detected potentially as early as six weeks into pregnancy, before many women even know they're pregnant. Similar heartbeat bans passed by other states have so far failed to hold up in court. These kinds of restrictions don't do anything to reduce the need for abortion. They're just blocking people from getting safe abortions. The Texas law comes at a key time, as a landmark case deciding constitutional protections for abortions could be in question. The Supreme Court announced it would hear a Mississippi case challenging Roe v. Wade over a law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks. States are in open defiance of Supreme Court precedent in the hope that this newly constituted Supreme Court is going to reverse Roe v. Wade. And that's why we see them passing blatantly unconstitutional laws. Yeah, unconstitutional. I'd, I'd say evil, too. Uh, but this is, again, more of that politically correct Satanism. Getting back into stuff like this, talking about abortions and, 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 and stuff like that, I clearly don't do it because it's a very sensitive topic. Uh, but I found out something the other week that America or that New Mexico is the abortion tourism capital of America. So let me say that again. These people are saying that a law protecting people from abortion is a public health threat. You heard somebody say in this clip that they're not doing any good. They're hurting more people. Uh, because what ends up happening is you have people that come from all over the nation to New Mexico to have these abortions. And so we'll be talking about here shortly population, transgenderism, uh, replacement migration, like what we mentioned earlier, all this other crazy crap that's going on. That's why I call it politically correct Satanism. It's evil. It's not good. Uh, but this, this, again, just shows you what we're dealing with. You want to talk about disrupted growth. This is the inverted world we're living in. It's where if you try to protect babies from abortion, you're considered a threat. Think about this, guys. You literally have the satanic temple saying that abortions are a part of their religious practice. Like this whole segment, the time I have, I'm going to try to explain to you again how far we've gone down the rat hole and how we're getting so lost and wrapped up in all this woke stuff. We don't actually, again, see how it's politically correct Satanism politically correct population control, and we're calling ourselves that we truly are killing off the population and not in a good way. That's why this is all so crazy and all so dangerous and why I had that freak out earlier this week where I said, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to have, to be able to get married during this time period. I'm blessed to be able to be a father, uh, because it's just not there. It's really not. I think if we saw more of a culture that promoted uh, the nuclear family instead of hedonism, if we saw like barbecues, if we saw like normal human behavior without the masks, we wouldn't be in such a dystopian upside down world. 
but because again, you've got so many people who are addicted to the lies, to the fa- to the facsimile, to the fake, they can't really distinguish what's right from what's wrong, and this 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 moral conundrum is causing more chaos uh, than we can ever really put together. Look at this right here: New York Times highlights quote paradigm shift of declining global fertility rates. It fails to mention the potential environmental causes. This is an article from Paul and Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. They put this up May 24th. This is the New York Times has published a lengthy article revealing how the world is undergoing a, quote, paradigm shift of rapidly declining fertility rates, but fails to mention the possibility that environmental pollutants, such as plastic chemicals, are playing any role in the decline. It says in an article entitled Long Slide Looms for World Population with Sweeping Ramifications, the New York Times reveals how there is a, quote, global fertility bust, which represents a, quote, dizzying reversal unmatched in recorded history that will make first birthday parties a rarer sight than funerals and empty homes a common eyesore. So think about that. First birthday parties will be more rare than funerals. You're going to see more funerals than you are birthday parties. Let that sink in. They're already telling you, get used to seeing more death than life. More death than life. Goes on to say that the Pete notes how a demographic time bomb has the potential to cause social and economic catastrophe, but celebrates the notion that it would be good for the environment. There it is right there, bro. That's it right there. That is the linchpin. You're a dirty human. You need to kill yourself. It's for the betterment of the planet. Humans are a, are, are a plague amongst this world and that we need to be called off through birth strikers, climate change, COVID-1984, a culture of decadence and degeneracy. We have successfully called ourselves. This is not a good thing. Quote, a planet with fewer people could ease pressure on resources, slow the destructive impact of climate change and reduce household burdens for women's right. The author. The author highlights how virtually every area of the world, except for Africa, where the populations will continue to grow, will be hit by rapidly dropping fertility rates. Quote, like an avalanche, the demographic forces pushing towards the deaths, more deaths than births, seem to be expanding and accelerating, states the piece, adding, quote, demographers now predict that by the latter half of the century or possibly earlier, the global population will enter a sustained decline for the first time. Nowhere in the lengthy article is it mentioned that there could be a cultural or environmental factors causing the drop in birth rates or anything beyond prosaic economic factors. Like, think about this. There's so much. There's for me. I look at this, and I, 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 I I'm sometimes at a loss of what to say because they're outright telling you, "Hey, your population's being cold, but don't worry, you get your free Dunkin' Donuts." Hey, uh, this 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 virus might affect spermatogenesis. Oh, but don't don't worry about that. You're thinking too much. Think about this disrupted growth. Like, uh, let let me pause right here. Switch over here. I was talking with I had told you guys this earlier in the show, and I was talking with my lady about it earlier today, about how due to the declining birth rates, especially here in America replacement migration and more my baby girl will most likely 
end up procreating with somebody that is from either South America, from the Middle East, uh, or from 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 Asia. Is a real thing, because for sure they're still producing, they're still reproducing. The article mentioned Africa. I don't think Africans are going to migrate here, not with the way st- stuff is being run. Our country is being hollowed out and carved up amongst our adversaries, and everything is being taken elsewhere. I do not, I, I do not foresee a, a good situation here in the country. Uh, this is again why you've got people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez complaining that in the next ten to twelve years, so conditions are going to be so hellish that uh, that we should just stop having kids. Well, again, think back to what that man said at the Trump. At, uh, that man that recorded that Trump video saying, I want my Trump back. Think about what he said at the gas station saying, Hey, I know you do not have a plan to, to, to put everything on electricity in the next 10 years. Superimpose that with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's green new deal concept as well. They're going to destroy and hollow out the country for this globalist nonsense. There's an article that we put it out. Uh, we, we, we put it out on, our Telegram feed before coming on to the show with you guys. There's an article right now over on Activist Post. There's a poll saying that Americans are literally not willing to pay $50 a month for the Green New Deal. It's going to cost an average of nearly $600,000 per household to achieve the Green New Deal. Americans are not even willing to put up 50 bucks for it. And so what I'm trying to say is, with these failed economic policies and with these failed political campaigns and everything else they're doing, right? That's what's going to destroy the economy. That's what's going to destroy everything. We're talking about having a, a, a workforce where people can successfully have kids, get uh, successfully get married, have kids, purchase a home, and then put all their time and money back into the economy that gave them everything they had. We're not going to have that. We're going to have so much economic instability because of the great reset and everything else that comes with it, that there's not going to be stability for people to have kids, for them to have homes. That's why right now is the best time to begin building a family because they are changing so many things. Let me get back into this article real quick. It says, as we previously highlighted, a top environmental scientist recently warned that plastic pollution is shrieking penises and making men infertile, meaning most of them won't be able to reap, won't be able to produce sperm by 2045, I get the Avatar Project for 2045 in my mind. I, I, I get transhumanism in, in my mind. Uh, I get ectogenesis, gametogenesis, and cloning in my mind. I get so many of these other uh, reproductive therapies in my mind. So many crazy things comes up with just that sentence that unfortunately we have to continue on with the article. Quote, uh, phthalates mimic the hormone ost- oestrogen and thus disrupt the natural production of hormones in the body, which researchers have linked to interference in sexual development in infants and behaviors in adults, reported Sky News. The chemical, which is used to make plastics more flexible, is being transmitted to humans via toys, food, and other items. Exposure to such chemicals has also worsened as a result of face masks becoming ubiquitous since the start of the COVID pandemic. Last year, the CNN piece acknowledged that if sperm was an animal, it might be, quote, heading towards extinction in Western nations, and that one of the potential causes of testosterone and sperm counts are plummeting across Europe and North America was, quote, pollution and chemicals in our food, clothes, and water. 
The establishment has also relentlessly promoted the virtues of not having children to Westerners for decades. One of the latest examples being a piece about the, quote, benefits of being single published by CNN on Valentine's Day. The New York Times piece also completely fails to mention how many of the same people now pushing global warming alarmism also pushed the population bomb myth for the decades from the 1960s onwards. America's fertility rate currently stands at 1.8 births per woman. From 2007 to 2011, the fertility rate in the U.S. declined 9% in the space of just four years. In 2016, the U.S. fertility rate fell to 59.8 births per 1,000 women, the lowest since records began. It finishes by saying this, fertility rates for white women were down in every U.S. state in 2017, while among black and Hispanic women, fertility rates were up in 12 and 19 states, respectfully. Now, think about what I just read to you guys there. Think about some of what I just read to you briefly. Part of me wants to play that clip that we we, we had played earlier in the week of that 60 Minutes uh, transgender piece where, 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 where this kid, this, 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 this boy that became a girl and wanted to detransition talked about suicide, killing himself after literally transitioning. And he had to work himself back to being an, a, a boy after being a girl. You know what? I think, I think I should just play it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Uh, and the reason I'm playing this is because this, this again shows you the disrupted growth concept uh, that again through our culture of decadence, degeneracy, hedonism, uh, and so much more, we're not doing well. That we are again depreciating and degenerating at a faster rate than we can replace ourselves, and that, and, and and that's a lesson in and of itself that we have produced so much largesse, so much wealth, so much beauty, and so much more that we have the luxury to kill ourselves now. And that's where we've, that's what, what, what we've reached. We have reached a point in our so-called growth, our maturity, however you want to look at it. We have reached a point in our history to where we have produced so much that it's beginning to kill us. Uh, but here, let me play for you guys this quick clip of a 60 minutes piece highlighting the, hi- highlighting the situation behind uh, people that transition into transgenders and how they're unfortunately having a hard time transitioning back. And then we'll, we'll, we'll continue on from there. Again, this is all stuff you guys can find on our telegram channel. We won't play it in its entirety, but it's just good to get on record as we talk about uh, uh, plummeting fertility rates. I mean, these people have to take hormone blockers, puberty blockers, and all kinds of other chemicals as well. That's what I'm saying. You think about the gener- the multi-generational eugenics-based aspects behind this, the, epigen- the epigenetic aspect behind what they're doing to us, and it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, but let's play this, and then we'll continue on. Because we're afraid of not being seen as being affirming or being supportive of these young people or doing something to hurt the trans community. But even some of the providers are trans themselves and share these concerns. There's no confirmed number of detransitioners in the U.S., though their percentage among the more than 1.4 million transgender Americans is assumed to be small. They are becoming more public, though. 
we found a Reddit detransition support group with over 19,000 members worldwide, some saying they changed their minds because of family pressure or discrimination in employment and other areas, or simply regret. We also interviewed more than 30 detransitioners who say they also had experienced regret, including these four who hadn't met before now. How many of you feel that you were blindly affirmed? I didn't get enough pushback on transitioning. I went for two appointments, and after the second one, I had, like, my letter to go get on cross-sex hormones. Two visits? That's it? All four tell us they learned about transitioning on the Internet, where there are transformation videos on YouTube, trans influencers, and forums. I've just never been able to be me, but I can now. For Daisy in Chicago, who says she started taking hormones at 18, everything was great in the beginning. After every step that you take, every milestone feels like a million bucks. When I got top surgery, I was elated. When I changed my name, I was elated. But when everything that I had set out to do was done, I still felt incomplete. Garrett from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, went from taking hormones to getting his testicles removed, he says, in just three months, whereas the current guidelines call for continuous use for a year. He later got a breast augmentation, but instead of feeling more himself, he says he felt worse. So more depressed after you transitioned than before. Mm -hmm. I had never really been suicidal before um, until I had my breast augmentation and... About a week afterwards, I wanted to, like, actually kill myself. Like, I had a plan, and I was going to do it, but I just kept thinking about, like, my family to stop myself. It kind of felt like, how am I ever going to feel normal again like other guys now? Long before the anti-trans legislation was introduced across the country, the challenges facing the transgender community were daunting. LGBTQ advocacy groups like GLAAD and the Human Rights Campaign are worried that highlighting the stories of detransitioners could make things worse. Alfonso David is president of the Human Rights Campaign. We're talking about a community, transgender people that are already marginalized, that are being further marginalized and victimized by elected officials, by anti-equality forces. They're being used as a political football. And these are real people. These are real lives that we're talking about. So what are some of the challenges right now facing the trans community? The trans community is facing an epidemic of violence. We've had at least 44 transgender people killed last year. Transgender youth, in in many cases, attempt suicide at a rate of four times that of their peers. Well, yeah, dude, because you're over here poisoning kids. It's very hard for me to to feel sympathetic uh, to some of this because a lot of it is self-inflicted. But that's why I'm a little bit more sympathetic to these people because they, they, they were deceived. They were lied to. They were manipulated. It even talks about that in this piece, you know, how there's a lot of, there is a lot of support for this stuff online, but there is very little, very little recognition of the pushback that occurs whenever people change their mind. You know, and you ask, how does this tie into the disrupted growth? They literally have hormone disruptors, puberty blockers, and things like this. We worry about atrazine. 
uh, fluoride in the water, right? Atrazine turning the friggin' frogs gay, as quoted by Alex Jones. Well, look at this, dude. What would you call this? What would you call this, right? What would you call like a literal entire generation that's been, uh, and I, and I don't mean this like in a derogatory where I'm sure what comes off as a bigoted way. I'm trying to look at this as like a, so, as, as a social scientist. I'm saying, look at what all these chemicals in the water, all these chemicals in the environment, again, this culture of, 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 of hedonism, of decadence and, and, and more sexual promiscuity, perversion. I mean, my, my God, do we need to talk about drag queen story time? Do we need to talk about how you literally have convicted sex offenders wanting, wanting to have access to your kids? And so I pull back. I have to take a step back and look at this and I'll get back into the population stuff here shortly. I look at what we played for you guys just the other week of that Russian army recruiting video where that guy's jumping out of a plane, learning to shoot the rifle, uh, parachuting onto, onto foreign land, trading with homies and things, things like this. And then I find myself freaking out talking about how an entire generation over here in America is, 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 is basically chemically poisoned and chemically castrated. It's, it's, it's very sad. It's very sad because we can see all of the evidence where it points to and what this is doing to us. And so I don't say this with pride. I don't say this with joy. I, I, I don't, this does not benefit us as a people. This type of stuff does not benefit us as a people as a whole. And so to move on from that thought process with that, uh, with that same idea in mind, looking at the population, check this out. The world is experiencing a massive population decline. You have closed cities, closed maternity wards, and in empty schools. And think about this. They told you this in the previous article from Summit.News. They told you, get used to seeing more funerals than, than first-year uh, first birthday parties. This is a part of that, 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 that population decline, Right. This is, again, part of a uh, not necessarily Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030, uh, but this is in the Georgia Guidestones, keeping the population underneath a certain amount because they're that much more maintainable, that much more influential. You see right now with so many different people, we're able to influence the controlling elite. They have to move around us as we become made aware of things. But if they can successfully cull the population, they can keep us at a much more manageable state. You see, I have a we have I have I have thoughts on that, but we won't share that in this particular transmission. Uh, this comes from LifeSite.News by Mary Margaret Allahan. They put this up May 24th. It says a quote avalanche of quote expanding and accelerating demographic forces is driving global birth rates down at alarming rates. Demographers warned the New York Times quote a paradigm shift is necessary. German demographer Frank. Swazny, former United Nations chief of populations, trends and analysis, told the Times, quote, countries need to learn with and adapt to decline. That countries need to learn to live with and adapt to decline. Now, before I continue on, think about that, because what they're basically talking about is you need to is, is what we've already seen over there in China. China had a declining population. With their one-child policy, it became, you want to talk about a real public health threat, it became illegal for you to have, I think, what was it? It was like girls 
is like having a girl was like illegal. And so they have like an abundance of men that are all suffering from mental health issues, but not enough women to help procreate. So it's just, we need to learn to live with a declining population. This is sustainable development. This is politically correct, politically correct population control in so many words. Getting back into the article, it says the publication described ghost cities in northeastern China, South Korean universities scrambling for students, hundreds of thousands of demolished properties in Germany, and shut down maternity wards in Italy, and warned that countries like Hungary, China, Sweden, and Japan are already pushing to balance the combination of, quote, swelling older populations with the needs of young people. Professor Brad Wilcox, director of the National Marriage Project, called the report, quote, jaw-dropping. Quote, from South Korea to South America, from Italy to the U.S., we're witnessing an uh, epical fall in infertility, the professor warned. A host of factors, which the Times describes as a, quote, avalanche of, quote, demographic forces, appears to be accelerating towards more deaths than births almost globally, except in Africa. Demographers predicted to the Times that by the second half of the century or earlier, the global population will enter a sustained decline, like what we talked about in the previous article. U.S. fertility rates are at their lowest since the government began tracking such data in the 1930s. According to data from the CDC and the National Center for Health Statistics released in early May, since its announcements from China also showed the slowest birth rates in decades, the Times reported noting that the, quote, era of high fertility is ending. The era of high fertility. That's probably why when you look at like the the seven, the seven 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and sometimes even to the 90s, it's all about sex, 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 sex. But not these days. Like we have a different, we have a different approach towards sex. It's like you watch some of those old 80s, 70s movies and TV shows. They're real. They're real classy about, you know, making love. You know, they even got like the bow chicka wow wow. Like they got the the baby making music, man. Like they really get into it. They like the incense. They drape the they drape the flower petals, man. They got the massage oils, you know, they got all they they, they treat sex differently. Uh they, they they truly did. And even in the Bible, it talks about sex being for procreation. But you you just see how over time between drugs, music, the culture, and more, this culture of decadence and degeneracy, it's caught up to us. We don't treat sex like it's this sacred act anymore. We really don't, dude. It's not like this beautiful thing. There's no foreplay. There's. I don't want to talk about my sex life over here, man, because I'll, I'll have you guys, you know, fanning yourself. Some of the hot stuff I do over here. Uh, that's not what this is. But this is me trying to show you guys, look at what they're doing to us. Right. I had told you guys earlier this week how I know somebody that had transitioned into. Like his brother was a cancer survivor, and I think that might have been why he did it is because he wanted something that was, you know. Defining for him, and so he transitioned into a lady, and whenever he tried to detransition, I literally saw through a series of Fedbook posts, this person call out for help um, and basically get taken into a psych ward. And so I told you guys about that earlier this week. I've got another story for you, right? This Super Bowl Sunday, you guys might have remembered me telling you 
that I was working on the Bronco during that time period because I like, didn't watch the Super Bowl full of Illuminati satanic imagery. I didn't watch it. I was working on the Bronco, hanging with uh, hanging with the in-laws. We were around the house. Well, that same individual who came out on the Super Bowl date got proposed to by his man lover wife uh, just this week. And so a childhood friend of mine who this is another one, a childhood friend of mine who converted himself into a female was proposed to by his wife, who's not his wife, who's his husband. I'm not sure, dude. I don't know. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make with all of this is, is, again, pointing out this culture. They have perverted marriage. They have bastardized the very notion of the union between man and wife, and they've, inver- they've inverted it. They have inverted and perverted it. They have bastardized and made this beautiful thing that we were given, and they've blasphemed it. They have destroyed it. You got to think about this. Maybe because I'm I'm looking at that things differently. I got my baby coming. I'm 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 looking at the blessings I'm given. You know, I get to I get to cook for my kid, man. I get to take my kid fishing. I get to take my kid camping. I get to do all this great stuff. And I look at all the crap that they are trying to shove down us to accept as a culture. And I'm like, this is what's killing us. It's it's this is what's killing us. It's the poison. It's the working a dead end job to please people that don't really matter to, 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 to get things that don't really last. It's where our views are. It's where it's how we approach things. It's like what we say on the show all the time. There is no political solution to a spiritual problem. And my friends, we are spiritually dead. You've got to think about what this type of stuff means. I'll be reading another article here shortly for you. Good people. This is, I'm not going to just rant and ramble to the very end. Uh, but this is me telling you that you, you, you've got to look at this culture. You've got to look at society. You've got to look at what they're promoting, right? The spiritual aspect behind this, the orphan spirit, the, the, the culture of degeneracy, everything, what they are trying to have us accept. Like there was an article that came out about Teen Vogue teaching people to use menstrual blood to, for witchcraft and it's like what 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 would you do with that you see so I'm, I'm 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 derailing i'm ranting and raving let me let me let me pull out this final article for you guys and then i'll just close stuff out for you i think this was the this was the one that did it to me i think this was the one that forced me to say you need to talk about this right here uh the latest disturbing trend among gender-based narcissists becoming a nullo by having one's genitals surgically removed. Becoming a nullo. Now, the hip-hop side of me, the EDM side of me, I'm like, dang, that sounds like a cool name. Nullo. It's like, oh, we got Nullo coming on the stage. He's about to serve us up some good stuff he's been cooking up in the studio. That sounds like a cool name. But that's not a cool thing. These are hermaphroditic horizons that they're trying to put us on. This is the ultimate end goal. So we already played for you that video of Garrett who contemplated suicide after having his genitals removed. Imagine this becoming a literal trend, not like eating Tide Pods, uh, swallowing condoms, but cutting your balls off. Long time listeners know, I'll, I'll say this and I'll get into the show. 
longtime listeners know, I had an old roommate who dated somebody who had the same legal name as me. Guy cut his balls off. And I had talked to him. I was like, what's this about, guy? Like, why? Why did you? Why? Like, why'd you cut your balls off? Because we have the same name. I thought that was pretty cool. People with my legal name are pretty cool. And so why'd you cut your balls off? That's not a cool thing to do. And then he goes into this long, very, very complicated story uh, about how he was beat and uh, not necessarily molested as a child, but neglected. Him and his sister made a pact when they were super young that whenever they came of age, they were both going to do exactly what we're, we're about to read and remove their genitals because they didn't want to carry on the family name. And so in a weird way, I guess I could kind of respect that. Not really. I see where the guy's coming from. So I understand that much, but that's, 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 that's somebody not wanting to pass on some of the genetic things that happened to them and then not wanting to try to take that chance to fix things. This right here, a trend of people cutting their genitals off. That's even worse because what happens whenever you wake up from that trend and you no longer have your genitals, man. Like that's that's the sad part. Uh, let me read this so we can go ahead and start wrapping stuff up for you good people. This comes from Signs of the Time. They put this up May 25th. It says, might we soon have to add in to the L- to the alphabet soup of the LGBTQIA plus the number of genital modification enthusiasts who favor complete nullification is on the rise. As doctors promise to create, quote, relatively smooth genital areas. Exciting news. Lego, the much-loved purveyor of the tiny plastic bricks, is launching a brand new set. The Everyone is Awesome kit includes the usual array of blocks and figurines, but the brightly, cl- the brightly colored figures are intended to do far more than simply get kids creative juices flowing. Everyone is Awesome is Lego's first LGBTQIA plus set. The colors of the blocks have been chosen to reflect the rainbow gay pride flag with the addition of pale blue, white, and pink blocks to represent the trans community and the black and brown blocks to acknowledge the diversity of skin tones and backgrounds within the LGBTQIA plus community. The same colors are used to use for the set's tiny model people. The purple figurine comes within a complete comes complete with an elaborately large wig and what according to sets according to the set's designer quote, is a clear nod to all the fabulous drag queens out there, but the rest are deliberately gender neutral so they can, quote, express individuality while remaining ambiguous. In other words, the tiny, smooth, plastic creations are more according to one unisex mold. There are no bumps or bulges to indicate genitals or breasts. Good. This ambiguity is exactly what makes Legos such a great toy. As many frustrated parents know, you can spend a fortune on a pestered for kit only for children to tip the pieces onto the floor and make something completely different. The bricks allow children to exercise their imagination and create a world of their own. My sincere hope is that children gifted everyone as awesome cast one glance at the woke rainbow design and build a space rocket instead. Meanwhile, the grown-ups should leave them to get on with it. Only, it turns out, not adult, not all adults do. In fact, grow up. There is apparently a large adult fans of Lego community, and a gay adult fan of Lego community have even given the new logo set thumbs up. And it goes on to talk a little bit more about Lego and their nonsense. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip past that to where it starts talking about these nullos or these so-called smoothies. Good God. 
here. I got to pause right quick. I got to pause. I'm literally about to read to you how it is becoming trendy for people to cut their balls off. I'm, I'm, I, I cannot believe that this is where we are at halfway through the year of 2021. I cannot believe that. We should be talking about flying cars, teleportation technology, right? Uh, curing cancer. Nope. Instead, we're talking about hyper trendy people who think it is great to engage in genital mutilation. I'm at a loss, dude. And, you know, I it's I have a uh, I was reading an article in the Gateway Pundit, man. It was talking about how what what, what was it titled? It's like drag queen, drag queen story time supporter waves a dildo at a pastor's 13 year old girl, 13 year old daughter. And so I'm, I, I think what I'm trying to say is it's getting to a point now to where this stuff is no longer hidden. These people are becoming very adamant and very open about what their intentions are. And by opposing them and by saying, hey, I don't want to be exposed to this or I don't want to be around this. We are in such an upside down world that you are now the evil racist bigot, the homophobe uh, for saying, please keep that transgenderism from my kids. And so uh, because now that's coming out in the open. They have to take it a step even further. Now that the Overton window has been expanded, you know that there are pedophiles that want to have access to your kids. Well, what's the real goal behind all this? Genital mutilation, population reduction, and so much more. Let's 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 get into this. Oh, good God. It says that uh, we're still it seems that some adults look upon the gender neutral, genital free, perfectly smooth Lego figurines not as a blank slate characters designed to nudge the imagination, but as a template of reality. They see logo people or Lego people or larger, but just as smooth and plastic dolls like action man or Ken, not as fantasy figures, but models to emulate. See, so there it is again. There's more of that delusional mindset where they want the facsimile to be the real. They want the fake to be the real. That's what I mean by the delusional thinking. It says nullos are smoothie is a term for men who voluntarily undergo surgery to have their genitals removed. Although still highly niche, the number of genital modification enthusiasts is apparently growing. Greg, not his real name, spoke to Queerty about his experience of nullification surgery. He describes how some doctors remove a patient's testicles, scrotum, and penis before they, quote, essentially just sew the skin up in a very tight vertical line, which kind of fades away. Jesus. If the Surgeon General is great, there's no scar at the end of it, and they relocate the urethra down to kind of between your legs. I think I might have to stop here, dude. This is too much. It says members of the NOLO community are not transgender. They are not looking to replace a penis with a vagina. All those studies suggest that some later confirmed come to identify as women, more identify as gender neutral. Align Surgical Associates, a U.S.-based medical practice specializing in gender realignment surgery, explains that, quote, while many patients might be interested in transitioning into either a male or a female identity, there are plenty of individuals who feel that their gender identity does not confirm or conform in one direction or the other. Gender nullification surgery can enable nonconforming patients 
to enjoy a relatively smooth genital area. Nullification is presented as a way for gender nonconforming people to, quote, enjoy a body that looks closer on the outside to the way they feel on the inside. Many of us want a body that looks on the outside the way we feel on the inside. This is what motivates me to get out of the bed and go for a run most mornings. But at the same time, we accept the reality and the limitations of the body we have. No matter how much I, ru I run, I will never become any taller or younger. My breasts won't get larger, and neither will I become a male. Sure, people enhance bodies with makeup, diet, and exercise regimes, and sometimes even with wrinkle-reducing injections or plastic surgery. But enhancing your appearance is not the same as, I, as denying reality. Having your genitals nullified is to refuse to accept the fundamental biological and social reality of being a male or a female. It is to insist that the world conforms to you, rather than you bending to the world as it is. There is a narcissism to assuming that the physical constraints of the body should not be allowed to stop your fantasies coming true. Likewise, the practice of removing perfectly healthy body parts from such fantasies is, at best, ethically questionable. Lego's message that everyone is awesome is nice, but it wouldn't be even but wouldn't it be even nicer if we could all be awesome with our genitals still intact? Wouldn't it be? And I think this is probably the best place or the best way for me to begin to kind of close out this segment with you guys. You know, I think about it and I guess what I have to say is I'm, I'm, I'm in that camp to think that we were born whole and perfect as is that we don't need all these doodads that we don't need all these extra accoutrements that we don't need to be so woke and so unique that we just uh, kill ourselves. Like I, I made a joke a couple of years ago, that everybody's so unique that we're about to unique ourselves into extinction. Everybody's so unique with their purple, with their purple hair, their shaved heads, you know, their, 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 uh, their tight jeans and their man purses. We're all so darn unique that we all end up looking the same. I'd rather be weird. I'd rather let people understand who I am as an individual and work with that. I think that's the problem with all this conformity, with all this social and cultural pressure, people trying to figure out where they fit in. The problem is, is you need to fit with yourself. You need to learn to accept yourself. But with all this crazy crap that's going on out there, it's hard for people to really put two and two together. And so I'll say this and close out the show for you good people. I guess I'm in the camp where I believe, truly, I believe that we were born whole and free and perfect as is. The same way I say with our immune system, there's no real reason for us to be going after that in the first place. I, I, that, that's been my approach that we were made perfect and whole as is. How dare we believe that the immune system should do what it's designed to do? But that's what I'm saying. We're in such an upside down time that we no longer, we no longer see ourselves as whole and perfect. We no longer see ourselves as being the beautiful creatures we are. And that's a darn shame. Because we are. We're much more beautiful than we give ourselves credit for, and we're capable of much more than we let on. So to close out this episode, as I said throughout the entirety of this episode, we're fine. As is. Who we are. What we do need to do, though, is we need to have an understanding as to the times, who we are, and what we can do in place of them. And so if there's anything I can say to you, ladies and gentlemen, is to take care of yourself. Pull back. Don't get so caught up in the ways of this world that you forget that you're not of this world, that we were only called 
to be in this world. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.